This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Hello, everybody, and welcome, one and all, children and adults of all ages, to the Basement Booker's Podcast. This wrestling podcast today is brought to you by the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. And may he forever Roman Reigns for a thousand years. Also, Roman Reignsing for 40 plus years running wild he is the better half of the basement bookers podcast some might say the cerebral cortex he is rich the brain riz thank you thank you i try 42 years coming up in just a couple of days rowan reigns our tribal chief who i would like to acknowledge and thank for this platform and everything that he bestows upon us in the Book of Verse. Uh, for the record, I knew that, but I was hope I didn't want to like let people know the exact number. That's because we've always discussed it. We've always say in your forties. We've never actually mentioned um, how far in you were. Hmm. And you're the one who uh, outed yourself. I did, but I also basically <laughs> clarified that I am not that far into my forties. Well, no one would ever know. Yeah. You know. As far as being the better half of this podcast, certainly the less creative half. The cerebral admittedly. cortex. I don't know where the how the brain works in science, and I don't know what part um, uh, creativity and jackassery come from. As f- but uh, that's what I do. It is. I, I believe <laughs> that is left-brained, and logic is more right-brained. Well, I am left-handed. You are. So the science, which is controlled is- by the right hemisphere of the brain, actually. It is, and I don't care. Mm. So the science has been uh, determined. There you go. Um, that you know, I am now the science. Uh, it was passed down to me from God King Fauci, <laughs> uh, who was former science mm. and who has now apparently been left in Ukraine. Now let's go and rock and roll into this basement Booker's wrestling podcast. All righty. We as always we start with the news. There is not a lot of news this week, but there is big news. This week, the biggest, of course, unless you're under a rock, you know this. Uh, Tony Khan announced on Dynamite that he has purchased Ring of Honor. Uh, a follow-up press release clarified that blanket statement because that you know that could mean a lot of things. Um, that uh, the purchase includes their quote video library, brand assets, intellectual uh, property, production equipment, and more. With Tony Khan himself adding that they now have quote. The potential to produce new content under the ROH banner. You know, I was hoping that next week we would find out that Tony Khan will be like, well, guys, look, I'm sorry. I uh, misinterpreted the contract and the content of the deal. I actually bought a very, very expensive cassette tape. <laughs> and, uh, yes, yeah, the best of ROH. <laughs> uh, circa... 2016. The one VHS tape. No, there's, there's, I'm sure there's, well, yeah, that's right, because it should be on a DVD. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because it's the only one left in existence, that warranted its high price tag. Does it still have the Blockbuster sticker on it? Uh, yes. Nice. And it also had, like, a little, um, tissue with tape, um, on the bottom left of it. 
uh, to Yo. because the tab. They're like, listen, don't record over this. <laughs> don't record over this. <laughs> Man, what 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 weird technology tape was? I think it has to do with like there's like probably like a thing like inside like the mechanism. Like if something's blocking that, then you can't do anything. Yeah, it's like a like like the the little lever thing when you open and close the fridge. It basically yeah. just you know if you push it in, the the light is off. But if you like even if you have the door open, the refrigerator door open, if you push the thing in, the light goes off because like oh the door must be closed. Before we further dinosaurify ourselves, I just want to mention that you know a uh, few sounds uh, excite a child uh, more than uh, a cool uh, cartoon at my age sliding into the VHS player. Mm. And you hear that noise when it goes in and like starts playing. It's like you know these kids these days they'll never know that fucking pleasure. They would. They'll never know. They literally have no idea what that sound is. They don't know. They don't know. And you know what? They should be thankful. All right. So, continuing on with the ROH, you have like a dollar number, like how much he spent. Do you know, like, did we anybody know? That, ha- that, that hasn't been released yet, but uh, it did come out that uh, for a while, WWE was interested in the purchase. Um, that kind of went back and forth. Uh, it was said that at least in 2018... WWE was very interested in buying Ring of Honor, but that you know, then they started kind of talking in Japan about maybe either a purchase there or something. Obviously, all of that fell through. But I did hear that some of the numbers requested for Ring of Honor were twenty to thirty million. Bischoff, who obviously has been around the block, said WC- WCW was purchased by WWE for three million. If Tony Khan paid twenty million, he got completely ripped off. I can't really disagree. I just, I, no. but I don't know if if they got the full twenty million for it. Also, inflation. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Let's not forget about inflation. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anybody would know if this is a good deal or not, it's Eric Bischoff. Well, he yes. I don't know if you were saying that facetiously or not. Yes, but. Uh, he like he because it's not like he's like sitting in there selling a the damn thing. It's not a hit. It wasn't like he was like a figurehead. It's not like exactly, he was... but he he was actively trying to purchase WCW when Vince McMahon scooped it up. Like he had he had uh, other financial backers, and I remember he told a story. He was on a beach, like they were a, literally about to close the deal. He was sitting on the beach. He gets a call from one one of the backers, expecting them to say, "All right, deal deal's done. We own WCW." And they say, and they tell him Vince bought it out from under him. He said, "Fuck this!" And then he went freaking um, fly fishing in the middle of nowhere. Well, it probably worked out better for him. Mm. You know, he seems to be okay. Oh, he's he's definitely fine now. It, and it's not like he didn't have work after he got to work. You know, it's one thing to, like, run your own promotion. It's another thing to be involved in, like, the funner parts of being in a wrestling promotion. Like, being an on-screen persona. That's all true. I'd imagine that's less stressful than, you know, running the day-to-day and having to compete with someone like Vince McMahon. Yeah. but Especially at the twilight of WCW's run. Yeah. So, I mean, it's tough to think... That WCW 
could have survived. Like there, there was this whole. I don't remember what what it was supposed to be called, but there was supposed to be this whole rebirth of WCW that they had planned. It was going to start with like this huge pay per view, and it would be like a whole like new generation of WCW talent. Plus, of course, you know veterans because you can't not have veterans. Um, but you know to have to be set on like owning something where there is a creative process involved where you will be directing this creative process so going into it obviously he had ideas in mind as far as where he wants to take the company and then just all that just gets shot down it's like that is god you know th- th- there's no way that's not disappointing yeah you got and I'm I'm just trying to think about you know just because like you got you bought the thing you know are you going to be able to afford to pay you know Hogan and those guys ridiculous you know salaries and that's where you find out who your friends are mm-hmm. right like if it was just about the money or you know trying to succeed together mm-hmm. like remember there's a reason as soon as WCW was acquired that you didn't get Goldberg right away you didn't get Hogan and them because like why they could get paid not to do anything well they were under exclusive Turner contracts so their contracts weren't part of the WCW deal because WCW didn't own those contracts the higher company Turner did oh okay well that shows how much I know Uh, that's all right but uh like I would I would be really curious to visit an alternate universe like 2001 2002 2003 where Bischoff and his uh, cohorts bought WCW. I, I'd be curious to see what what it looked, what the vision was short term, and then like long term to see where it developed. Yeah, like the whole well, the old, mm, yeah the whole indie scene might not have blown up the way it did. Probably wouldn't have. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, there, there'd be, there would have been no Ring of Honor, no Impact, probably. Yeah. Also, I'd rather visit the reality where you know. Every human being knows that we're all just people, and we we love each other, and everybody's fine. Yes, and we're that, that and we acknowledge the tribal chief. Yeah, so we could all sit around at the, like the largest table, mm. and of course, at the head would be the tribal. That's chief. right. Yeah, so that's where he sits. That that is where he sits. Where else is he supposed to sit? Nowhere. It's very that, important that, that's that people know this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. You're right. So. I'm looking forward to more news about this purchase coming up, some plans. You know, all the rumor mill and the speculation is already going crazy that they're saying, oh, part part of this is, and this is going to tie in, that Cody's talks with WWE are off. They stopped. It's done. It's not happening. So now everyone's like, oh, well... Yeah, Co- Cody wasn't really gone from AEW. You know, he knew the whole that uh, Tony Khan was going to buy Ring of Honor, so Tony Khan's going to put Cody in charge of Ring of Honor. This, that, the other, and maybe yes, maybe no, maybe overlapping that Ring of Honor in its current form, which doesn't have a current form at the moment because you remember they released all their talent from their contracts. They have no. Well, it's all a work until I see. Otherwise, I don't believe that. I don't believe that shit. Yeah, I know. But it's possible that it could that they could make Ring of Honor keep it as a separate brand, but kind of like NXT, make it its developmental territory. So they could send their, um, 
you know, like the the red velvets and like everyone else that's like really green, send them down there and keep you know, you your keep your stars on the what is it two three on the five hours of TV and YouTube that is branded AEW. You know, hmm. like everyone that's going to be on. Well, a lot of the people that are going to be on this revolution card, which I have in front of me for us to discuss once we're done with the news. Excellent. So, lots of speculation regarding this whole Ring of Honor purchase. Maybe you should only do half the eight ball of cocaine before you go out and make your big announcement. I don't know. Someone's, I, I think it was Tony Giovanni, said he had too much coffee that day. I think that's code for cocaine. It could be. It might be code for cocaine because uh, Tony Schiavone is very old. School. He he might have he might have gone to to the wrong sugar canister and put cocaine in his coffee instead or of sugar. Or the right one. Or or the right or one. The right one. Yeah. To be honest, I I actually think uh, Tony Khan is a little spectrumy. I think I've said that a few times. I, oh, you would. Know. I would. But listen, I think that maybe you're right, and I think he's just an awkward guy. Like, that's just how those people are. That's how the Zuckerbergs of the world are. They're just these weird dudes. And I'm not saying he's a Zuckerberg-type character. Zuckerberg is a robot. What? He, look, I don't know. It's just some people are just awkward AF, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just the way it is. As from an awkward person, like, I'd probably be the same way. But, like, why you know, is it Facebook specifically continually asking me to find a highway or to find a freaking traffic light? They're, I've never been asked this by Facebook. They, they're compiling data so to improve the Zuckerberg AI to be able to pass as a human. Okay. Uh, well, look, this is a very interesting theory, and I think it's best left to more sophisticated, intelligent people uh, with less meathead brains uh, to, to, to take care of that, to handle that. Awesome. Uh, All I know is uh, sweaty men who, you know, maybe... Maybe spend too much time with their hands and faces near someone's piece. Look, six seconds is too long. I don't care how impressive your suplex tower is. Okay? It's too long. I counted. And I'm talking about the Rampage match. We'll talk about that later. I saw the suplex tower. I, wa I wasn't watching hand placement, I guess, as closely as I You're should have. You're not paying attention. You're not paying attention because it was too much. I was supercarding, and I, it was kind of a rush. I'm sitting I, I had there. to watch all three hours of it today. Yeah, I watched it. I did the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there. I'm watching, and at you know I forgot who I think it was Darby Allen who had to have his hand yeah because uh, Sammy Guevara was the middle of the centipede mm -hmm. so anyway <laughs> um, so like Darby Allen poor guy he's up there so he's got his hands on Sammy's junk his hand on Sammy's junk you know to keep himself vertical for the suplex part because mm -hmm. Sammy's junk then, is of course vertical. Exactly, and then because he's excited, right. and then Andrade comes in, and he's got his face, like, and because that's a lot of weight, you know, that's a lot of weight up there. Mm -hmm. Um, his face, and I counted because the wife came in, and I'm like, "Honey, check this out," and I counted <laughs> six seconds is is how long, which seemed to be an eternity. God knows how much it been for for those individuals to have to pull that off. Mm -hmm. The six seconds. And boy, are they securing their manhood, for sure. By securing another man's manhood. 
But that's neither here nor there. Well, listen, if Joey Ryan can, like, suplex people with it. Look, I don't I don't want – we can't talk about him. He's canceled. Is Oh, yeah. He's canceled. Sure, sure. Is. Not by us, but, you know, mm-hmm. he just is. We have to abide by the laws lest we be erased. Indeed. Um, yeah. No transition here, but uh, Jerry Jarrett announced on Facebook that uh, Scott Hall, quote, fell and broke his hip and was hospitalized. We haven't received an update yet. This happened earlier this week. Well, look, it, hopefully he's all right. And because falling's, you know, it's, it's a killer. Just ask Bob Saget. Um, so, because they think he fell. Oh, really? And, like, hit his head. And then he's he just basically, oh, my head hurts. and went to lay down. And that was a wrap. Well, you hit your head, you're not supposed to lay down. Or or that's the, you have like, to make sure you don't fall asleep. That's the thing. That's the, that, yeah, like, he's probably just, you know, he's a comedian. He, finished, he, just, he had just finished the show. Mm-hmm. You know, he went back to the hotel. Maybe he had a few. You know, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like falling down, hitting the earth, like, God damn it. The earth hitting you mm-hmm. can kill you, especially depending on how old you are and break a lot of stuff. So, you know, he's a strong guy. He's oozing with machismo. Mm-hmm. So when the machismo, if you can ooze it enough to the hip flexors, mm-hmm. uh, it can heal up faster than a normal human being. Um, that's optimal performance performance mm-hmm. AO. Mm-hmm. And then all he's got to do is get back with DDP, mm-hmm. do some yoga and he's back doing what he was doing. Hopefully not what he was doing that caused him to uh, hurt himself in the first place. Yeah. So regarding what you said about falling being a killer, keep in mind evolu- evolution does is a mystery. It is. It and it, it takes millions of years. Like and millions. Yeah. Like to the point Wisdom teeth are vestigial. We we our body doesn't need them anymore, but everyone gets them. We haven't needed them in thousands of years. Our jaw shrunk, but the teeth still come in. That's why everyone needs to have them pulled. Fascinating. We are not This episode brought to you by Britt Baker, DM. Yes. The doctor will see you now. So, humanity when they you know, they started walking upright, and as opposed to you know like on all fours, would you say erect? Yes, I would say erect. Back to the uh, um, the peace control tower, if you will. Because now we are Homo erectus. Indeed. So we're our spines, our bodies still aren't designed for walking upright the way we do. Now people now generally are taller than they were thousands of years ago, but. Our spines still aren't pro- fully made to support our weight the way the way we walk constantly and to fall. We're th- really the only animal that can so severely injure itself as to die from a fall. Even elephants. Elephants are actually so big. They're so massive. If they fall and hit their head, like the rest of their body they're just going to roll with it they're really not going to be as seriously injured a human takes a fall yeah our skulls aren't as thick we don't have as much protection like the, the skulls skulls kind of thick but not that thick we're we're, we're yes. fragile yeah speaking of fragile sometimes people can have their balls are just too big 
and it fucks with their balance. Yep. And they can just fall down, and that might have been what happened to Scott Hall. Could be. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, get well soon, Scott Hall, please. Uh, Dave Meltzer speculated this week that after WWE unifies the WWE and Universal titles at WrestleMania, that they'll eventually return to the two-champ format in order to represent both shows and networks, and that they're only promoting a unification match to generate more hype for it. Ah, bait and switch. That's great. Mm -hmm. So basically it doesn't mean anything. Right. In fact, there's a triple threat match uh, scheduled for about like four weeks after WrestleMania for the WWE Championship, and neither Brock nor Roman Reigns are in that match. Well, we don't know how long ago that was decided. True. Uh, the card is subject to change. Mm -hmm. They might have done this whole unification thing as a last-minute thing. Because mm -hmm. you had commented that uh, this WrestleMania was lacking. Despite um, being stu stupendous. Stupendous. Because it's about branding. That's right. You're stupendous. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. you think about it for a second. Yep. That um, was great. Yeah, uh, we could jerk off to that later. We will. But uh, before we uh, get excited to that, mm -hmm. um, I forgot what I was going to say, and that's okay. Sorry, I do it all the time. It's fine. It's it's fine. Oh, the unification. Mm -hmm. uh, if it, I, I I think my suggestion would be, uh, especially after current events, uh, would be that you should still have. I think there should still be one world champion. Hear me out. And what they should do is elevate the secondary titles. So you have, right currently now, Ricochet, who just won the Intercontinental Championship from Sami Zayn, mm -hmm. thank God. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Finn Balor is the United States champion. So why not have the United States Championship be elevated to be the big like the the important championship on Raw, hmm. I, like because you still have, you know, people want to be number one contender mm -hmm. for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship, whatever they're gonna of call the it. world uh -huh. of the world, whatever you <laughs> want to call it. That's that's the working title. Of course, it's not gonna be anything we say. Um, it's like each gem on the belt is gonna have to have its own word. Sure. I think, personally, it should have a plate for representing the different titles that are encompassed in that one belt. Mm. I think that would be cool. Because then you recognize uh, the lineage. Mm -hmm. It's all in there. You'll have the WWWF, WWE, the Eagle Belt. Like, diff like there's, some, there's clever things they could do if they decide to make a new championship that doesn't look, like, clunky or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just think about the old school like boxing championships and how elaborate and weird they are. Mm -hmm. You know, they would have like the faces of like different champions that have held it. Mm -hmm. Some of them kind of, I don't like that. I don't like, I don't like pictures that look like um, they're off like your granny's old locket and they're just like in a belt or something. Mm -hmm. It's like hold that down, buddy. <laughs> That's not for me. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I just think that you're probably right, and the rumors are they're just going to be like, yeah, whatever. They're going to pull a Eric Bischoff presenting Triple H with the big gold belt type situation. That that was uh, That's a theory that's going around also. Meltzer said that they might even just hand the other belt to someone, a la Bischoff and Triple H, like you said. 
I don't like that at all. It's terrible. I don't. I I think, to me, if after it's all said and done, you want to create a new championship, I'd be all for that and have that decided, old school King of the Ring style. Yeah. Since the the format's been completely neutered, and current generation fans only know it as the way it is. And unfortunately, it's not going to work because, you know, it's going to be after April because I was thinking they could do their own kind of March Madness, you know, with brackets mm-hmm. and have like, uh, you know, whatever championship it is, tournament. Where it's like really everybody's trying to get this thing and everybody has a chance. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, wow, like someone really you don't expect could win all of this. Yep. And I don't know when he's supposed to come back from injury, but they should have, like, anytime they have a King of the Ring tournament, the current King of the Ring should face the winner in the finals. Like, the current one automatically gets a pass to defend their King of the Ring title, you know, the the title of King of the Ring, in the finals of the tournament. I'm going to disagree. Okay. I think if you want to do that at first... But I think a better idea, and this would be very interesting, is, and, and it reminds me of, if you remember when Bret Hart became the King of the Ring, and Jerry the King Lawler attacked him during his coronation. What I would do is, and I know this is going to sound weird to you guys, but what happens in the Miss America pageants, like the previous winner hands over the crown and whatever to the current winner. Mm-hmm. So instead of, like, doing it that way where, like, you automatically get a pass in there, I don't think it's fair because it's like, what have you done lately? Like, the whole point of this is who's fighting this crop here now. Like, this is a new thing. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's not like they put the previous winner of the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal Brother Brother in there to defend the, to maybe get a chance to keep it. Mm -hmm. They don't, you know, suggest that, but I think just start right after this awesome, like, if you want to do this with King of the Ring or whatever, after that awesome King of the Ring that they make, have the previous winner just fucking, instead of willingly hand it over, just beat the fuck out of the last winner, and then you set up a program for the undisputed King of the Ring. How That's bigger to me. I think that just feels bigger and different and something that we haven't seen. That makes sense. And I'll, tell, I'll give you another reason why I like that idea. Because theoretically, you win a tournament... You get you you get this title. You're elevated in some way, yes. so you should be on a higher level this year after having this title for a year than you were last year. You should have a higher status within the company as a superstar, closer to the next belt, whether it be IC or US or World WWE Universal. Uh, peacock belt, whatever the hell they're going to end up calling, whatever. You should be closer to that than you were when you won the King or King of the Ring, Queen of the Ring, Queen's Crown Tournament, whatever, the previous year. Yeah. The argument could be made for the scenario. It's like, listen, you beat all these people, but why should I... Why You didn't beat me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to beat it because I'm the, you know, the current, you know, whatever. Because mm-hmm. that's just whatever the rules is in here. Right. And then, you know, do that. But yeah, you know, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Good stuff already. So, one other bit in the news, 
and it is another big one. I have a whole separate tab open. Now, he wasn't in WWE for very long, but he, you know, if you follow any combat sports at all, you know the name Kane Velasquez. That's gonna be Kane. It's gotta be Kane. So, uh, there was actually footage of a uh, a car chase happening. It wasn't a high speed car chase, but it was a car chase. It looked like it was taken from a police cruiser. Um, Kane Velasquez is accused of shooting at someone that was accused of molesting a female child close to him. I don't know if it, uh, if uh, specifically the kid is related to him. Uh, the, the one that is accused of doing the molesting works for a child care center, like a daycare center that this kid goes to. I don't think it's Kane. It, it, I don't think I don't know if Kane has a daughter, but I don't know if it's his daughter or a niece or something. They haven't released any more information than that as far as um, the the child. It just says that she's under the age of fourteen. Oh. So he shot at the person. He missed the person and hit the person's. The uh, accused molester's stepfather. Well, look, like like Ronda Rousey said, she'd probably do the same thing, but maybe not shoot an innocent bystander by accident. Right. Well, that's what happens in gunplay. Yeah. So I think the shooting happened during this little car chase because um, the new the news report that I saw said that the, the it looked like the car that was fleeing. Kane's car uh, had had been hit from the side, and the reporter said it had bullet holes in it, three three bullet holes, and that three three bullets were fired from the gun they recovered from Kane's car, which they did say that the Kane that the Kane they said the gun is legally registered in California. Um, that the gun had fired three shots, and they found three shell casings in the car. So, three and three and three. You know, if they say two plus two is four, three plus three plus three is nine, you know, it's not looking great for Kane. He's accused of attempted murder. Yeah, he's going to do time. Um, I'm not a legal expert, Mm -hmm. but it's likely that he will. What with the innocent bystander that could have been killed. Right. Um, I mean, we don't know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for the sake of the discussion... Bed. Well, well, actually, let, let's look at that phrase a second. Innocent bystander. So, Kane, so Cain Velasquez was allegedly shooting at someone that allegedly molested someone. Right. Now, if this person that actually got shot was driving the car that had the alleged molester in it, is... The person driving, the one that got shot, the stepfather, is he an accomplice by proxy because he's like helping him in general at all? Well, does he know? Like they could just be in a car, right? But legally, I don't know if whether or not they know about an allegation matters. So if you don't know about an allegation, you just have somebody in your car. And somebody shoots at this person. You don't know anything, and it hits you. You're fine with that. I'm not saying. I just think th- there, there's a lot of 
legal ugliness in all it of this. Is. I'm not. I'm, I just don't. I just don't know how accurate the the phrase "innocent bystander" is in this. An actual innocent bystander so. certainly could have been hit. In this case, the uh, victim of the shooting um, might potentially have been an accomplice to at least helping um, the alleged molester evade. Cain Velasquez murdering him. Well, who knows? It could be that the reason that that person is what they are is because of that person. There's there's a lot to the story, and you know, there's evidence uh, proving that you know victims of abuse sometimes they do it. To quote CM Punk, and <laughs> and it, it it fits here. Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, of course. That's right. That's right. You're right about that. They do. Mm, so we don't know. There's, like it, it's a it's the story is still pretty new. Details aren't out yet. Obviously, you guys can hear me all right, right? I hear you fine. All right, great. So that, when I say you guys, I mean everybody. Oh, I hope so. Well, I don't think they'll answer. At least not yet. Man, they'll tweet me. But yeah, I can yeah. Hear. Man, <laughs> man, man, he'll tweet tomorrow when he listens. Like, yeah, I hear you, yeah, bro. Hear you. Yeah. So, uh, there's a lot of details that still got to come forward. Kane is probably going to go away for a while. Who knows? Uh, let's see if they cancel Ronda. No. No, nah, they won't. They're not going to cancel the, uh, well, I guess she's the hot mama now. That's what her gear says. It is what her gear says. I like her new gear. I think it's. I think WWE, like before we continue, before I forget, is it's a really good move because if you want if you want people to cheer for Ronda Rousey, you have to put them in the ring with this despicable human being, Charlotte Flair. You just have to. <laughs> yep. It's the best way. Because mm-hmm. I'm behind her. So, well, th- that's it for the news, at least for now. But one thing that. I realized today when I was watching SmackDown, last week, was it last week or two weeks ago that Naomi said, oh, me and Sasha were going to go for the SmackDown tag titles? Awkwardly, yeah. Right. I didn't know that that just automatically meant they're getting a match because they haven't tag teamed yet, right? Since the uh, announcement? Not currently. Not not in this current run. That so it's just ha- I don't think they've tag teamed at all yet. So, Maybe in like a throwaway thing. So you know what, bro? I'm going to do this right now in front of everyone. You ready? Here we go again. I I, I want to. We're 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 gonna go for the Raw Tag Team Titles. All right, great. There we go. We we, we got our WrestleMania match. I was about to ask who the Raw Tag Team Champions were, but I know it's Alpha Academy. There you go. Uh, Sheesh. Right, cool. Hey, maybe this time, you know, you'll get the paperwork right. Me? That was on you. Yeah, I was really trying to pass the buck. And take advantage of your memory loss, but I guess that backfired. Bro, when completely, bro, like I, my memory is terrible, but not like when it cost me a, a title match at SummerSlam. That's true. That is true. And really, the the window is closed because who knows when they're coming back here? Right. I, I don't even like Barclays. Like I hate it now. So oh, they're at the Garden tonight and WrestleVotes, the WrestleVotes Twitter account an hour ago, tweeted was just told. Keep an eye on the garden tonight. Uh, yeah, I heard that Brock Lesnar had a uh, empty arena match uh, for the title and that it was recorded the day before. Interesting. 
Uh, sources close to the situation haven't told me anything, but that's that's what I believe uh, happened. So they it'll pro I I think there's, a, there's a, you know speaking of what we were talking about earlier on in the podcast, and you could tell by the tone of my voice where we're going with this. That sources close to the situation tell me that it's most likely involving the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Yo. Now, we all know that they're saying, oh, it's not easy. It's fell through. I don't know. I have a feeling that this is it. I think Cody's coming. And I think that what really set me off, and I don't know if this will go into the next thing, and I don't know if you had more on the garden stuff, uh, was the interview with Vince McMahon that Pat McAfee had. Mm-hmm. And Pat didn't ask about Cody at all. You think that's so, by design? I think it might be. I think it's just a thing that just didn't ask about because it's coming. Mm. Because then Vince, you know, he's not going to lie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's just a theory that I have. Not an Austin theory. Right. The worst kept secret, you know, yeah. ever. Now, like controversial opinion here i now obviously you know when when you're going to interview someone you go over some stuff beforehand right you kind of get on the same page don't ask that don't say the name maybe we don't know know. we don't know they could have that kind of relationship where he trusts him right and pat could have just not did it because he didn't want to well 100 or it's just not something interesting to him well 100 percent vince trusts pat because it's his first freaking interview in 15 years but yeah uh i I feel like Pat knew that Vince was going to tell him about uh, having a WrestleMania match. I feel like he knew about that already before they, quote-unquote, made the announcement. Well, considering it's all over the internet and he's not an idiot, mm-hmm. like, he knows the internet. Yeah. So that's just something you have to do, like, because the way he sold it is, like, it's something he knew. Yeah, exactly. That's not how I would react to it. I'd be honored, boss, or whatever he said. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> what? I said hell yeah. He, he had a whole promo ready. It was great. Yeah. I, I Man, I like that guy a lot. He's an inspiration to me. Him and Vince. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to see them uh, together. Great insight from Vince. Um, one thing that stuck with me is like, don't like, don't focus on the negatives, but also don't focus on the positives either. You don't want to focus on the negative because that's a double negative because then you're, you're spending time thinking about the negative when you could instead either you know be absorbing a positive that you heard or focused on the future focus on something else that you should be focused on to progress yeah i like that uh simply put the way i i got it in my little meathead was you know if if you know someone thinks you're an asshole they're just gonna think you're an asshole there's nothing you could do to change that so why care right just keep doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you if you go out of your way to prove to them you're not an asshole, guess what? You're already you're changing your actions for them. You're already being disingenuous to you because you wouldn't be doing those things if you didn't hear that they think you're an asshole. Yeah, uh, I I think that's an important thing to apply, and you could apply that to many things. Like you know, if somebody calls you a thing, it's like don't defend it. Don't say no, I'm not that. Because the first thing, that's just saying, look, oh, maybe part of you is because you care that much. Mm-hmm. You just dismiss it. Like, no, whatever. Moving on. I don't know what that means. What do you mean? But what evidence do you have? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you and, and you got to figure everyone has 
their opinion for a reason. They're, they're basing their opinion on something. Well, you know, whether, whether it be it like a quick look you gave someone just because, like, maybe you're walking in the hall and, you know, you got delayed on your way to work for whatever reason and you're just frustrated, like, oh, and you're just, like, looking around and make eye contact with someone and, and they're like, man, what the, why the fuck's he glaring at me like that? Fuck that guy, you know? Yeah, I do know. Look, we're all just people. Mm-hmm. People are nervous. Some of them are scared. Mm-hmm. Everybody's awkward as fuck. Just some people are just better at just playing the pretend game. Yep. You know, it. these are all these things, these insecurities that exist inside of you, they exist inside everybody else, including the uh, potential to be great. That also exists. So you have to remember that. That's why the human spirit is, uh, you know, it's very, it's a very strong, it's a very strong thing. And I think people need to stop looking uh, externally for these things mm-hmm. and look inward. I apologize if anybody's lost it. Like, what, what does this have <laughs> to do with wrestling? It has to do with everything. It has to do with life. It has to do with what Vince taught us. Yeah, you know, if you watch that interview, and I recommend it's, it's shared on the Basement Booker's podcast by Rich DeRiz. It's a great interview. Watch the whole thing. Check it out. And I really got it. I, I was so happy when, like, it looked like Pat was trying to do a go-home, and Vince was like, well, the show's over? Was like, no. <laughs> that was, was great. Like, Fuck yeah, more Vince McMahon. I'm like, that's awesome. Yep. And I love that shit. Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I, I take back all the bad things I said, which are very few. Right. Because he... He's a he's a very interesting person, you know. Don't let the gravelly voice fool you. Mm-hmm. So something he said remind. There's a lot of things he said that some other people got butt hurt. Of course, of course. Like like yeah. the whole like talk talk about releases as uh, trimming the fat. Maybe a little harsh, but you know what? Not untrue. It. I think sometimes you also have to detach yourself, mm-hmm. you know, to make smart business decisions. And who knows how much of that was just him anyway? But because like, I don't. Isn't it like a that other Tony Khan's thing, the other Khan, Nick Khan? Yeah. yeah, isn't he like a guy that does that stuff? And you know, but I guess you can't fire people unless Vince okay's it, right? True. So, um, re- regarding the, the releases and everything, you know, it is a business. And yes, if you want, if you want to bring bring back Ronda Rousey, and you got to back the truck up for Brock, and all this. Obviously, you need to have the funds to back it up. You don't, and you don't want that to negatively affect your bottom line. So you want to offset that as much as possible. Now, I'm sure that they sort of have a number in their head, like a percentage of how many, um, how many uh, characters, how much talent they have active in storylines and active on TV and active at live events versus completely inactive but there in case. You know, in case someone gets hurt and we need someone to fill in for a match because we, you know, you have you have a certain amount of time that you need to fill on on TV shows at live events that they're running again now. So you have to have some talent just sitting around in case something happens. So I'm sure there's yeah. they have sort of like a percentage in mind of all right. So if we have let's just use a round number of a hundred. If you have a hundred active talent maybe you want 10 or 15 backup right so sure. so so if you're bringing new people in or whatever you're calling people up from NXT Tommaso Champ has been doing stuff on the main roster lately on and off uh by the way RIP no one will survive 
Yeah, I, I get that he likes it, and that's fine. That's really all it takes. So if he honestly does, and he's not being a company man, and that, you know, uh, that whole, you know, survive, fight to survive, or whatever he's mm -hmm. saying, you know, and that actually does mean something to him, and he's not like, you know, fine. That's fine. Right. It's just honestly. it's just to our ears, first time hearing it. A, it's not no one will survive, so it's not badass. And B, it sounds generic right now. Yeah, yeah, it, it might grow, but I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I, I'll have my preference. Yeah, and they might, and they Everyone's might, allowed. yeah, and they might tweak it and improve on it, like they've done a lot. They've they've tweaked Bianca Belair's a, a bunch. So they'll, they'll make tweaks anyway. So, you know, you have you go from having a hundred active and like ten to fifteen inactive to having like maybe a hundred ten, hundred fifteen active, but that same ten fifteen inactive. It's like well. Or maybe even more inactive now because you have more active. It's like, all right, well, we're going to be using the, all these new people more regularly. Uh, these guys haven't done anything on TV in a while. Um, and we, we've kind of just been paying them just to literally sit in catering and cost us even more money eating all the food. So uh, let's let them go and do whatever else they want because they'll probably make good money elsewhere. Um, key, uh, just to... Yeah, Nia Jax... Settle down. You should bring your own Tupperware and take all. You know what? If somebody didn't have their first yet, Jesus Christ! Seriously, so it's not even right. And not just Nia Jax. You too, Mojo Raleigh. This isn't about. I'm not shaming anybody. Mm -hmm. So big, big motherfuckers need to 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 need energy too. And that you know you gotta you gotta feed the that wrestling. It, it takes a lot of calories to keep a large machine moving. That's right, and and don't forget when you're doing that. Uh, just remember, Rich there is to maybe make sure you get plenty of fiber in your diet. So, yeah, you know, this episode of the Basement Bookers is brought to you by Metamucil. Bro, I, I regular. Bro, we we already buy air freshener by the box. We're good on fiber. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm just doing that. That so just just remember, guys, <laughs> fiber is important. It is. So so that aside. Um, a recent interview with Keith Lee, he said he was making, like before coming to WWE, he was making six figures on the indies. And the deal that WWE offered him for NXT, he was actually making less in NXT than he was on the indies. So he, his basic point is, if you're a top name on the indies, you, you're making six figures a year. You're doing pretty damn well for yourself. So... To cut people from WWE, the fact that they were in WWE means they can tack that on to what they want to make on the indies if they were to leave. You know what I'm saying? That's leverage. Yep, exactly. So, yes, it's unfortunate that they're losing their guaranteed paycheck. But they're not so guaranteed paycheck. They might end up making more there than they were sitting and catering in WWE. Yeah, they probably won't have as good meals, though. Well, if they buy, if they, the, but if no. they're buying it themselves, they can choose what they want. Yeah, I always prefer catering. Because, I mean, they don't have to do anything. You don't, you don't even have to think about it. You're just like, all right, uh, you, you literally just like go down, down the road. It's like, all right, some baked chicken, cool, cool, cool. Some mashed potatoes, all right, that's good, that's good. I'm going to pass on that. I'm not a fan of eggplant, blah, 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 yada, yada. All right, cool, some uh, shrimp and beans, all right. Honestly, if I worked for the WWE, I'd come up with like a contest where, like, a nationwide contest. Like, if you win, the grand prize winner gets to sit in catering. 
you know what? That ain't bad in the least. Yeah, I, I'd fucking like join. You hang out with wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And the wrestlers are given instructions. Just pretend they're just, you know, they're just one of the boys. Yep. You know, and just hang out. And imagine, and imagine they like sh- they shoot an angle where where someone's brawling through catering, and you ju- you're there for it. Sure, even without that, I think it's great. <laughs> you don't even have to. I'm fine with mm-hmm. it. I'm fine just having a sandwich with you know, like you know, when Buddy Murphy was there, I'll eat a sandwich with yeah, him. you know, whoever. Like you know, like getting getting to record your own entrance to like whoever's seeing music, getting to getting to run the ropes or the whole. You know, back. You know, getting a tour backstage with whoever. It is awesome. Yeah, you can't eat any of that. What am I, George the Animal? Steel? Exactly. I eat actual food. But you, but you know, like sitting and catering, getting to sit and catering, and have like whoever, who whoever is curious enough, come over and start talking to you just because would be great. Hell, even if they ignore me, just to be there, yep. I'll be cool. Mm-hmm. This is a no, a nosy prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, what are you guys are you doing? Like, <laughs> this is a good sandwich. You got some mustard I could put. Anyway, that'd be cool. So, um, one other thing that Vince said, I think there was something I, that something else that Vince said that I wanted to talk about that I that slipped my mind at the moment. But one thing that Vince said that I called out on the Basin Booker's Facebook page that he he casually mentioned that he squats a thousand pounds. I brought that up to Garuch, and he said. No one squats a thousand pounds. He told me they have squat suits that, like, you put on the suit, and if you if you don't have any weight on you, you can't physically get into the squatting position. You can't bend your knees. So the suit is designed it like kind of like a spring, where like once you get the weight on your back, you you'll be you'll be able to squat. It like like a spring. At that point, it'll be able to compress. Because now there's enough weight to sort of bring it down, you know? And then as you come up, it it basically helps you. So I said, that sounds like cheating. He's like, yeah, it's kind of cheating. But, it, but it's what people do. Because obviously, if you take... If you remove the squat suit from the equation, you're obviously mo- removing some of the weight from the equation that the squat suit is able to lift for you. Okay. So it's like, well, without the squat suit, I can lift 400, but with the squat suit, I can lift 1,000. It's like, all right, so you can lift 400. The squat suit's doing 600. What are we? It's kind of like wearing an Iron Man suit. Exactly. Like, what are we talking about here? You're 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 still doing only X amount of work. The suit is doing whatever. So like, I, so I haven't seen the picture or footage that Pat was referencing. When Vince said that, when Vince said, "I don't always lift a thousand pounds," it might have been just talking shit. Maybe, but but you know, then Vince Vince said it was eleven plates on each side. Do the math. For I'll do the math. I didn't mean to scare you there. <laughs> well, I, I first of all, I'm triggered, mm. and it's past. But please, right. So assuming uh, the standard forty-five pound plate. So 45 times 10 is 450. You add 1 to that, that's 495. So 495 on each side is 990 pounds, plus the 45-pound bar. Assuming it's a standard 45-pound bar, it might be heavier, sport all that goddamn weight. Look, I trust Garooch because he can actually do these kind of things and has this kind of knowledge and probably hangs out with people that know this stuff. And what if Vince is just built different? You know, he's not human like like us. Mm-hmm. 
It's true. He's just a different guy. I, I, Sometimes people just like Vince it. said. It takes a lot of talent to tear both quads at once. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you know, it's good to have a sense of humor about yourself. <laughs> oh man, so so maybe Vince was wearing a squat suit. He might be. I, like no, he didn't say he was exactly. You don't have to mention and that. no, Nobody, like how many people know about that? exactly? And no one, no one's gonna say. Vince is out of shape. Like, you could see his fucking biceps. He wasn't even flexing, and his biceps were taking up the entire arm of that suit jacket. Yeah, well, he says, and, you know, it was very important, and it works for everybody, that it's good for his mental health as well, being yep. uh, to do that. That's why he does that, it. That was great. Um, when he said, it's it's uh, the only thing, something like the only thing, the only way to get his physical aggression out, the only acceptable way to get his physical aggression out, yeah, acceptable is my favorite. Yeah, the fact that he said acceptable, it's like yes. Yeah, so, so that means stupid, stupid, polite society. That means at some point, us do these. That means at some yeah. point he has tried the unacceptable ways. Well, he's you know, of course, yeah, he he's an old man yeah. and he's been around a long time. Sure. Yep. Oh man, what a really, really, really good interview. Too, too great. You don't think Vince has partied? He's partied, dude. Like, especially in his younger days, trying to just be one of the boys. Yeah. At one point, like when it was like early on and stuff like that. Like we first saw Vince at the announce desk way back in the way back, but there was that de- we had no idea. I thought Jack Tunney was more important than Vince. I didn't know anything. Me too. So that was the narrative at the time. We'd... Why isn't Jack Tunney doing anything about this? And it turns out he really... Couldn't. Right. But the thing is, like, we don't really think... Vince lived through the 70s, man. Vince grew up in a trailer park. In an 8-foot by 8-foot trailer on a trailer park, which was an upgrade from the previous place that didn't have running water. There you go. Holy shit. So... Well, hard times make, you know tough men so i want so i want to sort of compare I, w- I want to delve into a little bit not not crazy not a crazy man but a little bit why comparing vince mcmahon and wwe to tony Khan and AEW? why it's apples and oranges so you know vince is vince is the billionaire it's been he's got all the experience and all that but self-made he bought the company from his dad he explained about the balloon payments where if he missed one payment that's it the 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 company goes back to Vincent J his pops and his pops keeps all the money so Vince is completely self-made he said he hocked everything he owned to put on WrestleMania 1 right he also said around WrestleMania 4 and 5, he thought he was the shit. Yeah. Like, no one could fuck with mm-hmm. him. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> and Turner calls. Yeah, whatever. You ride high, you know, and things change and whatever. Yep. So and About how people tried to kill him. Yeah. Like JR was in the bathroom, had his foot mm-hmm. up on a stall. While he's still shitting. No one know he was there while he's shitting. <laughs> Meanwhile, nature's still calling. Yeah, he's doing his business. Uh-huh. They're talking about trying to kill Vince. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And, and then JR waited till five, till after he was working for WWE for five years to tell him that. Well, that's nice of him to at least mention it. Yeah, but but you know, obviously he survived, so maybe it's not news anymore. Yeah, that's true too. Um, so Vince is literally the definition of a self-made millionaire. 
Yeah, he said, like, because if you could survive beatings, mm-hmm. you know, you're still Exactly. Here. So I don't, like, to be honest, I don't know of a single rich person currently, who, whose names that we know at least, that started as literally dirt poor as Vince did to become one of the wealthiest people in the world. Yeah, even Jeff Bezos had a handout, like a handout from his parents. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. All, all he had, all he had was a garage. Yeah, and and a three hundred thousand dollar investment from his family. Well, hang on, and also an idea. Right. Like that's very important. It is. You know, we can't discount mm-hmm. that. That's very important. That's true. Like when you, you know, we we're sitting here talking about you know everything Vince, and that's that's that mind. It's his ideas, not just the, like the. I think it's an icing, like the big thing, like him doing it all on his own mm-hmm. but then there's the fact that that you, no one can can take away the innovation mm-hmm. you know so some very important yeah so so the idea is very important but if you don't have a penny with which to follow through on your idea yeah it always helps and but then again you got to remember the opposite of coin there's people who have the money mm-hmm. and, and like, don't have a damn idea in their head like everyone named kardashian not even that well let's sorry you know, they make a shitload of money off makeup and stuff like that. But, like, the, like the other thing that I want... Oh, fuck, I got thrown off by those idiots. <laughs> freaking, uh, no disrespect. Kanye was right. Um, anyway, <laughs> listen. Uh, what, <laughs> shit. But, like, some people don't have the money, all the capital, and their idea is just shit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go, and they just scam people like that Theranos lady. Uh, I forgot what her name was, but like she, she's basically this this lady. This she like tried to like invent like this device where you could like there's like a show about it on Hulu, but I knew about it from the documentary. And she would she would like change her voice to talk a certain way, and like make a product. Like she had millions of investors on a product that wound up never fucking working. Mm-hmm. Like the idea was to like, you know, to take your blood. And you put it in like a small little like GameCube looking type device mm-hmm. and it could diagnose your problems. And it was supposed to, to be deployed at like Walgreens and all these things. And it turned out to be nothing but a fucking scam. Like she's probably I don't know if she's been sentenced to jail already or not, but she was she was in court for that shit. Like, you know, people lost a lot of money over that. Wow. You know, there's these there's things that could be the opposite way. It's a crazy story, but it's a real thing that happened. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's not always you know. Sometimes you gotta have the ideas, you gotta, and also the execution on how to execute. Mm-hmm. And also you gotta do dirt. You know, some people they've done dirt. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure Vince has done dirt. Yeah, it happens. So so the contrast. We're all just people. Exactly. So the contrast, like if Vince is the epitome of. A self-made man. Self-made, yeah. Tony Khan is the epitome of, and the definition of, born with a silver spoon. Sure. Because this is literally just money he had lying around to start and fund AEW. And the pandemic hit, oh, well, daddy owns the Jaguars and the stadium they play in and Daly's place next door. So dad's going to let us use, that's essentially dad's garage. Well, why not use it? Like, what, It's not like they were going to do anything with it anyway. Exactly. Uh, l- listen, I 100% agree. I'm just saying daddy had it available. 
Sure, yeah. That that does, like, these things, they're not nothing. Exactly. You know, same as, you know, even though Vince is self-made, as we say, he still, his father was still a promoter. Mm-hmm. So It still was kind of a foot in a door in a way. Right. Like, he knew something about it. It's not like he went in cold. Yeah, it's not like Vince started his own company. He bought the company from his dad. So there was already established intellectual property. Yeah, it's like you got the recipe. Right. But he still he did his own seasoning and what exactly, and he you know he made it work. Tony Khan is making it work also, but Tony Khan it's like the thing is we don't know the depths of the Khan bank account. Like we know that everything Vince has is attributed to WWE a hundred percent. You know he lost a bunch of money in the original XFL, uh, but. Remember the World Body WBF the, yep. and Ico Pro. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there were failures along the way, but those failures wouldn't have been possible without WWE. You know what I'm saying? Like he took W money he earned because he made WWE a global sensation to try these other things and fail, and some and some things succeed. The WWE Network, huge risk. A lot of out-of-pocket money to, to, to develop and everything. Tony Khan, on the other hand, he's looking at a world that's already created for him. And he comes in with a bank. It's like he's got the cheat codes. Yeah, and to your point, before Vince McMahon, this wasn't what it was. Right. It was all the territory stuff. So really, there's no Tony Khan without Vince McMahon. Hundred percent. And of course, there's not a lot without him. Who knows if wrestling would have survived with just the territory stuff? Yeah, the days of television, like, really changed how thing. Like, it changed the potential. It raised the bar for what wrestling could have achieved. Vince was the only one that had the balls to go against the NWA. Which was the governing body and said, all right, this is where you operate and you can't, op- can't do anything wrestling related outside of there. This is where you operate. That These are your borders. These are your borders. And they had the traveling world champion. That was pretty much like the only, the only national thing was their world champion. Yeah, you can't work this corner. Right. This is my corner. Uh, Vince literally didn't even break down the doors. He burned that house down. Burn it down. Territories the way they were are gone. There are no borders anymore. Nope. Well, with the internet, there definitely aren't any. Right. You know, it's worldwide, baby. International. Like Pitbull. Yep. So, like, CMLL has been around forever. New Japan has been around forever. We didn't hear about those places in the 80s. Yeah, because Vince, you know, through the rock and wrestling era, brought professional wrestling out of... The dark little curtain sealed off room next to the porno room, Mm -hmm. you know, into, you know, the mainstream. He legitimized it. He Cindy Lauper. Yep. Don't forget that. He he made it. He made it. Let Mr. T. He he took the taboo away from wrestling. He took the stigma away. It's like, oh, you like wrestling? Like, yeah, I like wrestling. I also loved his explanation of why he calls them superstars. It just sounds better. It's beyond... It's a very simple, you know... It's beyond just branding. And I like yeah. that. I like that th- I like that there's more reasoning to it other than let's be different. 
Do you hear, like, I saw a rumor on Twitter, I don't know if it's true, like everything else on Twitter, that Chris Jericho is trying to trademark uh, Sports Entertainer? I, I saw that. Sports Ent- uh-huh. I think it's Sports Entertainer. That's going to be his, he's going to use that as his nickname. Yeah. Which I get, which is kind of weird that Vince never did that. Like, why wouldn't Vince do that? It's got that's got to be a, a blind spot on his part. Yeah, but right when you think about it, I th- maybe. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking because, like, I would me like as soon as like every like sport. I'm in sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. I would just. Like anything that sounds like it, I would have trademarked, so somebody can't capitalize off of it. True. I don't think. Remember Tommaso Ciampa? Like Jericho's not original. Tommaso Ciampa was calling himself the world's greatest sports entertainer. That's that's very true. Ciampa did do it first. So on and national look, TV you could make too. Make the argument. Yep, on national television, and you could make the argument. Oh well, whatever. Jericho. There's a lot of things that Jericho, like you know, is an originator of. Mm-hmm. But. More recently, Tommaso Ciampa was doing that first, man. What are you talking yep. about? Yeah, doing anything in the original. And game. and it wasn't even like I said, it's recent. It wasn't even that long ago that you know. Oh, I I I forgot about Ciampa. No, this is recent, dude. Yeah, don't act like. Oh no, I don't want. Yeah, you did. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Tommaso, who? Yeah. Right. Anyway, you mean like Austin? Who? Yeah. Who is that guy? That hit me. <laughs> Great. So that's kind of just like my breakdown of why. Vince and Tony, Vince and AEW, Vince and WWE, and Tony Khan and AEW are just—it's just different. The, the, the different things. It's like it's like, and everybody acting like like every like this ROH thing. Maybe it's a big deal to some people, mm-hmm. but it isn't to me. Mm-hmm. It's just more things for maybe Tony Khan to mismanage. Yep. Or not make me look like a complete fool and just make an amazing like thing out of either one I'm fine with it doesn't matter to me because you already think what you think another show for me to watch every week exactly like I'll I'll add if if it's if it's given effort like your rampages or you know if it's on regular TV and I don't I don't can't count dark or elevation as canon so I don't watch it um so what I like what I'm trying to say is like it has to mean something. If it's on TV to me it means this is an investment. Yeah. We're doing something with mm-hmm. this. So like if if ROH has good TV for somehow they get them onto like, you know, TBS or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um I do them I, I don't know if if it was me, I would do like um I would try them like to make ROH a different thing than what they're doing with AEW. And have, do you remember when we used to watch ECW? ECW used to be on late night, Mm -hmm. like midnight and stuff like that. Like a late night wrestling show Mm -hmm. where like you can do, you could get away with more shit than you could in prime time. Mm -hmm. Just think about what they get away with now on AEW and it's prime time. Mm -hmm. And what they could do like in off hours. At first, like if it's popular and whatnot and they can get away with moving it to a time slot where more people can see it, sure. Mm -hmm. But it's worth, it's an idea. I don't know. Yeah, they got a. Uh, there's a lot of assets they could exploit putting uh, a higher rating on a show. 100%. 100%. It's a difference when what, at what time you give you put things. Mm-hmm. I was going to say give things. I thank you for not. People get mad. I do. <laughs> that, that, that's one of my pet peeves. 
Yeah. Um, well, I guess let's talk about the week of actual wrestling. So after the whole hour of updating everybody on what we thought about the Vince McMahon interview, I think everybody should watch it, check it out. If you, you preferably do it through the Basement Booker Facebook page, mm-hmm. but you know, do it where, wherever. Check it out. Yep, hit us up. Let us know. Um, you mentioned uh, Ricochet winning the IC yeah, title. Yeah, he's a new Intercontinental Champion. It's good. It's good that they're doing mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I, no one wants to see Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. However, my other fear is everybody's like, oh, Finn Balor, Ricochet, they're the champions going into WrestleMania. Two good Irish boys. Yep. That's right. It's about time they had some more representation in the championship picture. Mm-hmm. But what what I was going to say was, uh, you know, they're assuming that they're still going to have these belts. Right. Now, from what I understand, the plan is uh, sources close to the situation have not told me, but I'm guessing that it will be Damian Priest versus Finn Balor. It might even be body paint Finn Balor. Mm. You know, it might be the demon, like a demon, ver- demon versus the Damian, uh, whatever. Um, but maybe that but so as far as we know right now there are no plans for an intercontinental mat- championship match at wrestlemania so and it's not like every wrestlemania has had the intercontinental championship defended mm-hmm. and up until now uh, you know shinsuke nakamura barely defended the intercontinental championship mm-hmm. and that's not his fault he's not the booker and you know you got ricochet just got it we just need to see he might not even have it heading into WrestleMania. exactly it's four weeks away yeah, it's four weeks. A lot can happen. It, this could be uh, a, a transitional thing. It could be what, you know, if if Cody doesn't wind up the WWE champion after MSG in this theoretical universe that we've created in our minds that will be let down, mm-hmm. um, they could have an open Intercontinental Championship match and have Cody challenge. At which point he win. It would make sense. Yeah. It would make perfect sense you know, considering how he... Uh, is synonymous with the Open Challenge Championship known as the TNT Champion. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. I could see him going in that mm-hmm. way. Definitely. Um, Damian Priest. Uh, least surprising heel turn since Sasha Banks. But is he a heel, or was that just the Damian part, which does heel shit anyway? Well, I read, and I'm sad to admit this, I read an article that I uh, had no need to read. How dare you? The article was titled something along the lines of backstage news on the recent heel turns. And it said the two heel turns that happened this week was Damian Priest and... Remind me. Uh, Raw. I might not know. Someone on Raw. Oh, it was on Monday Night Raw? I don't know. It might be someone I don't care about because I can't think of anything. Anyway, oh, I also have to be fair and say I, I, I was in a lot of pain on Monday, so I really wasn't paying that much attention to Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. So I might not even remember. True, true. Uh, let me. I'm not gonna scroll through. Do all we know of this. If, like if it's a a male or a female? I think it was a guy. Okay. Well, well, well Finn and Priest are raw, so maybe it was SmackDown. Was it? Well, SmackDown, no. Oh, Edge, Edge, Edge. Sorry. Oh, Edge. Yeah, that's big. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically, the the story, uh, to that article was that the two the two heel turns 
the two guys that turned heel are expected to be heels for the for the uh, immediate future. What what a what great intrepid reporting here from that person. Yeah, that, that that's the Raja writer that I can't stand and shit on literally every chance I get because he sucks. Yeah, and water is extent, wet. Okay. If you ever if you ever have a trouble, you know, Rich, when you're trying to shit on this guy, mm-hmm. I think it's very important that you have a lot of fiber in your diet. <laughs> I should. And that's why, I think. We should move on before we start talking shit. Now, Excellent. Um, AJ Styles versus Edge. It's what I've wanted since Edge came back. And I'm glad it's happening. And I'm glad it's happening the way it is. To think about, like, I don't know what the difference between Heel Edge and the Rated R Superstar is because I could have sworn it was the same thing. Yeah, there's not a lot of. It, it, I think it's just Heel Edge does asshole shit. It's just poofy haired Edge who kicked AJ in the dick. Mm-hmm. And concertoed him, which, by the way, laid it on pretty thick. He did. That was legit. Mm-hmm. They decided we're going all in with this, and that. I'm fine with that too. Maybe Edge will get a win at WrestleMania. Mm, negative. Uh, you know, dirty cheating knee. I hope not. Means, of course. I hope not. I know. I know you're you're indifferent. Mm. But like, well, not right. indifferent. You just don't want him to. You just don't want. Right. Him, I think. Yeah. Like, I, I prefer Heel Edge over whatever the fuck we've had the past two years. Whatever that was. Whatever you want to call it. Whatever version that he wants to, like, uh, bring out there. Yeah. What, uh, friggin', hey, I'm happy. And who can blame ha- you? Who can blame Happy you? to be back. Going out on my own terms, but I'm going out. It's going to take me friggin' ten years to go out, but... Because that's my terms. Like, no, fuck you, buddy. No. <laughs> that Those aren't my terms, goddammit. Those are my terms. But um, take it or leave it. But I definitely like Heel Edge better. I I'm waiting to care though. That's what's right. That, that that's that's my hang up. I don't care. Like what's on the line here? Exactly. There's nothing on the line yet. It's a good question. Yeah. I think it's just another banger to add to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't care as long as AJ Styles has a match. Like the two things were taken care of for me this week. Uh, and I, I, it's hard for me to say it, but I'll say it. The fact that Sasha Banks has a match, mm-hmm. wow. Even though if it's a, it's a, even if it's an attack team match, it's like, well, it's mainly because I don't want to hear people's mouths, right? You know, and she really should have a match, yeah, at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, and AJ Styles has a match at WrestleMania, a high-profile match at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which is why I'm not shitting on Edge because it's a benefit to AJ Styles. Like, feel how you feel about Edge, but this is great for AJ. Yeah, it, it's a bucket list and thing. I hope he beats him. It's a bu- I hope he beats yeah, him. Yeah, it's a bucket list thing for both of them. You know, because, you know, when AJ was coming up, Edge was already big, right? So yeah. I'm sure AJ's like, man, I'd really love to face Edge at some point. And, Ed, you know, AJ has been known as one of the best in the world for friggin' 15 years now. So yeah, it's, so it's got to be bucket list for Edge too, and to have a habit at Mania. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. It doesn't get bigger than that. Um, you mentioned Sasha Banks. I did. One thing I noticed, you probably that Tamina's on Raw. She well, she has been. Yeah, but Team Bad. Oh yeah. right, right, right. She was in that. It, she was. Like they, so they they kind of did the handshake thing when they did the announcement of hey we're. Gonna have a tag title match at Mania because yeah, um, I'm trying to 
carefully phrase this. I was just going to say string, string words together to form a sentence. No, I'm trying to carefully <laughs> phrase this. Um, I think they need to change how they present Sasha when she's coming out with Naomi. Because Naomi has the black light thing. Mm-hmm. And and Sasha's just not there. She, she, it was just a silhouette. It's too dark. It's 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 nighttime. Right. For the, for Naomi's entrance. yeah. So so like she had the glowy things in her hair that was cool because to match Naomi and everything, but like you you could see she's like she's playing to the camera. She's probably saying something, but I can't like she's just a silhouette. I can't make I can't make anything out. What they should do is they can give her glow like um her little rings the the fist thing that says words. right okay the you know, you boss time that, or you know, legit boss whatever or blueprint mm-hmm. I think she's got one of yep. those you could do that try to make it like some kind of like a cool like blue like glow like maybe her glasses like her sunglasses mm-hmm. and it'll look kind of cool because it'll be like she's floating sunglasses. But, like, it sucks because you can't really see her. So maybe they could do something with her makeup or something like that. I was thinking maybe, like, a little bit of, gl- of um, like, makeup that reacts to a black light but is a, a lot more subtle in regular lighting. Sure, as long as it's like her Royal Rumble outfit. Doesn't bother me. That's yeah, fine. that's cool. But, yeah. um, like, and it's kind of been a topic in the fashion world like not very recently but like a couple months ago there was like there was like some magazine cover with uh, a black female athlete or model on it and people and people were like were uh, complaining that the lighting was wrong for the shade of skin that the model had and that the photographer should have known better so it's it's kind of in the same vein where you don't want a star coming out as a star, not as just, you know, someone that's just there, to be making her entrance and have her be just a silhouette. You need to improve the lighting there. Like, I get you're trying to do the cool black light thing. Oh, we're in a club because of the glow and the whole nine. But we got to see the talent. They're working and we're not seeing their product that they're trying to sell to us, you know? Yeah, I think what it is is they're they'll have something for mania mm-hmm. or at least clo- on, on the approach too mm-hmm. because it feels like this was thrown together like a week ago yeah so they're really like it takes time to like come up with something creatively that's cool do you remember who the women's tag champs are uh yeah it's queen Zelina and the most beautiful woman in wwe yes uh according to herself and Corey right. graves uh, you can catch all five episodes of Corey and Carmella on the uh, YouTube Did you watch any channel. Of them? No, me neither. But uh, just in case Vince happens to catch this, I'm good at mentioning things. <laughs> so. Yeah, they're really playing up how all they talk about is sex. It's like great, but you know, it's a visual medium. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a it's it, it's like see right, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's, you know, like uh, words, uh, actions speak louder or something. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm um, trying to think other noteworthy stuff that happened in WWE this week. Another great promo by Roman. I, he's a tribal of chief. Course. Uh, he, he, he can't, you know, he, he can't do anything wrong as far as I'm concerned. What was great was, uh, 
when he when he was doing his acknowledge me me and he's like prancing around the ring Heyman looks scared yeah because it was to show that and Pat eloquently mentioned that he's unhinged almost mm-hmm. like he's not he doesn't really have his composure yeah it's it's a cell Roman being uh cell Brock being in his head yeah and it's it's also like something heelish to do because obviously he's the hometown hero mm-hmm. it's true and everybody's you know more so acknowledging the tribal chief right. uh to even be in his sphere is uh, mm-hmm. I, I just thinking about it I, the hair on my arms my forearms the, the hair is standing nice. up he's thinking about being in proximity to the tribal mm-hmm. chief and the aura so you know he had to do that he had to do that to remind these people what really what's going mm-hmm. on so you know the the phrase goose, goosebumps right sure or goose pimples is a less known phrase for the same thing which I always thought was weird. In Hawaii, they call it chicken skin. Oh. Which is, I think, oh. a little weirder. That's a lot weirder. But if you look at chicken skin, yeah, it kind of looks like it has goosebumps. Sure does. I, I, I don't like that one, though. I'll stick with the way it is. Same. In the continental United States. That's right. Yeah. That's the uh, interesting little tidbit of the well, week. here for America! Hmm. <clears throat> Uh, anything else WWE related you want to talk about? Because uh, I got—I mean, it's very—it's wor- worth mentioning that Ronda Rousey is using the Kurt Angle ankle lock. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, laying, uh, putting to rest uh, Charlotte Flair's accusations that Ronda's a one-trick pony. Charlotte was bad on commentary, at least like the first—the oh, first bit in particular. Yeah, she's terrible. Yeah, it's weird. It's like. She's better on the stick when she's looking at people. Like I'm not saying like she's she's it's just better. It's a different thing, I think. I want so, I and, I wonder if some if someone like the producer or Vince was in her ear and like distracting her or what. I hope not. I it just I think they should if you're going to put someone on commentary mm-hmm. Unless they're doing something like, you know, ridiculous, just let them be themselves. They have to be the character. Right, but they they should themselves should also have a plan as far as like the points they're going to make. They should make yeah. their own bullet list, like bullet well, points of what I they want to say. What I would do and is just in my mind, it's real. It's all real. So what I would say there, you know, it, they're always going to throw these little like, you know, questions at you know, oh, you think you could beat her or whatever? It's like yes. Yeah, I can beat her, and I will beat her because I'm the best. I don't remember what she said because I, I was really tuning her out. Mm-hmm. But it's not that hard, I don't think, to be on commentary. And plus, you have to know it's hard because Michael Cole and Pat have a job to do there. So when do I say stuff? Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because sometimes they'll be like, Cole asks my so hey, whatever. And it's just like, it's like listen, I, I don't know. I wasn't ready to talk yet, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> It's weird. It's all weird. Yeah. It's a very weird thing. Mm-hmm. You're pretending to be somebody else, but you're still you. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing Vince mentioned in the interview is that you need to know when, for your mental health, where the character stops and you begin. Like he said it in a different way, but that you can't really be like when you're working, you work, and that's who you are. Mm-hmm. But when you're not working, you're right. you. 
Yeah, that's um, important because it it, give, it also gives you a mental rest to turn the character off. You know, because like if you're if you're too busy reacting to your family the way your character would react to your family, you know, it, you know you're you're busy you're you're creating and you're like. Like maybe for some people it might help a little bit, but you got you do have to turn it off just to relax that part of your brain, the creativity. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to run out of ideas because you wasted them all at home, and it's like, oh, was that on camera? Was that home? Maybe that's just me because I have a shit memory and can't I can't even imagine having a decent memory. Yeah, uh, I remember a time when I did have a decent memory, but that could be my mind playing tricks and maybe that's just the way it always could was. be there were there, there um, were many many 40s in between then and now yeah you know a lot of a lot of brain cells are gone um anyway uh less depressing uh i i wanted to uh mention because uh, I, I didn't want to like it's worth noting that after the match with sonya deville and and um ronda mm -hmm. is that the formula of the female authority figure that they tried so hard. Sorry, I shook my headphones. So hard with Stephanie McMahon, and it didn't work mm -hmm. because it just doesn't. Because you can't, it's, it's very difficult to separate the fact that she's her position in the company and the character. Mm -hmm. And they perfected it with Sonya Deville's character. Right. I, I think whereas Stephanie's character was the base. Uh, Sonya Deville is the heart of that character, and it's great. Uh, the presentation, when she comes out, I believe that she believes that she's the shit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like her outfits have been great. And the way she's like this chicken shit, like cheating, like authority figures used to just getting things the way she wants mm -hmm. it intimidating and, and threatening the ref it's great too yeah and you know pat plays into this too when he's like you know shitting all over mm -hmm. her right? she's just using her power and it's abuse and another reason another huge reason why it works and this is your point that you were making about why why it wouldn't work with stephanie is or rather why it didn't work with stephanie is that sonya's only fucking with the women's division so she's only yes. fucking with people that can physically hit her. Yes, that that was a major flaw. Mm -hmm. Major flaw in the Stephanie McMahon character. It's like, stop trying to cuck these guys. Like, yeah, there was there was no payout until Ronda jumped the fence and slapped her. Exactly. That's what it needs to be. It needs to be like if you can't if you can't get a receipt, then you shouldn't be shopping here with this. Yep. And your money's no good here. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, this might be a little weird, uh, but for AEW, mm -hmm. uh, do you remember the uh, tag team battle royal they had to determine who's going to join uh, Red Dragon uh, or the Undisputed Era uh, against Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus? It was on Wednesdays, Dynamite. Mm, I can look it back on my nose. It was right basically, here. so at one point, best friends are in there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, Evil Uno is just standing on the apron, like, with his back to the rope like an idiot because it's, you know, it's Royal Rumble right. rules. You touch the ground, you're mm -hmm. out. Danhausen comes out from under the mat, under the ring, under the mat, imagine. <laughs> he comes out from under the ring mm -hmm. and curses him. Right. 
So he's just standing there like an idiot, like, what's happening? And he just gets kicked off of there. Mm-hmm. And the, the part that I, it's like Danhausen missed his cue because Chuck Taylor's laying there because he helped mm-hmm. him. No, it wasn't. It was Trent. Trent Barreto was laying there and he's trying to thumbs up to Danhausen. Danhausen's not paying attention. He had to yell at him twice, like, Dan, Dan. Mm-hmm. And then he thumbed at him. That, that I thought was weird timing. Um, the main reason I wanted to bring up is that they brought Top Flights back. This is the return of Top Flight to the first tag team in mm-hmm. there. If you're going to bring these, this guy back as his first match back, why would you have him? Why would you put him in that situation? Like the dude just came back, and I get it's like, oh, it was down to him and Nick Jackson mm-hmm. or, or whatever young fuck it was. And, you know, he'd get. He just looked foolish. Mm-hmm. Like he threw the guy out and didn't make sure he was out. He just looked foolish. It's like, and they're like, oh, it's been a while since he's been there. It's like, yeah, okay. It's like faces aren't supposed to be the idiots. Lazy booking. You su- yeah, you you know, and at least make it be that they're the last team to come in. Yeah. Why would you let the Bucks be the last team to come in? Well, you see, that makes sense from a actual. Well, I guess the from from, from the, the heel kayfabe perspective, because they are the EVPs, they presumably have some sort of say in all of this. Mm. So you know they're they're using their clout behind the scenes to give themselves the advantage of being the last team in. Yeah, I guess, but like these guys, this guy just came back from injury, right. and also it's a story they're not telling. Yeah, right. They're letting us guess and speculate, and maybe that's the case. That's logical, but tell me. And don't tell me on being the elite, because I don't fucking watch that. I literally don't have time for that. If you wanted to... If you wanted it to be a big deal for me, they should have came out last. Like, you want to build these new characters. Yeah, make it make it be an awesome surprise. Like, everything's like, Dante Martin's so awesome. Mm-hmm. He's great. These guys are amazing. And it's like, okay, well, I don't know. I'm not really seeing it here how you treat them. Exactly. So, I guess we'll see. Like, the, like um, their work looks good. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think they're mm-hmm. good. I think they're great, and like you know, the potential to be yeah you know, even greater. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no limit on uh, these soldiers. There's no ceiling on these high flyers. No, no, there mm. isn't. Um, so let's discuss. And I, you know, it's been an hour and a half, and I know you've been salivating, and you wish to discuss the uh, uh, MJF uh, CM Punk interaction that took place on Dynamite. So good. So good. You think there was enough blood? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. There usually is. Yeah. Uh, blood yeah, and guts. It, it, I guess since Cody's gone, someone's got to take up the mantle. Yep. Someone's got to be the juice god. Punk's like, all right, I'll do it. It, sure. it, it makes sense for if there to be a lot of blood to hype a, a dog collar match because there's presumably going to be a lot of blood in the dog collar match. Yeah, I guess I should watch the Roddy Piper dog collar match because that's the match we're going to get. Probably. <laughs> like, if, if if history has taught me anything about the matches Punk has, they, they watch tape and do, like, a tribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the people... their own little and, thing. Yeah, and, and the people that love it and love Punk, like, oh, he's paying tribute, he's paying homage. 
he's honoring the past, blah, blah, blah. And the people that hate him, I don't know who would, but the people that hate him are like, he's literally just copying their work. He's cut and paste punk. I wonder, you know, the irony is a lost <laughs> But I wonder if they say the same if I, like, took some tracing paper, put it over a picture of Mickey Mouse, mm-hmm. and just traced it and sold it as an NFT. Yo. No, he he's not. <laughs> Just straight up blatantly copying mm. it to make money. It's a tribute to make money. No, the, the thing is, you got you got to put something weird on him. Like, uh, you got to give him like a gold earring or or a monkey. Face. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You give him a chimp face. That's an NFT. I don't understand any of this. It's it's uh it's it's billionaires laundering money. Something. Yeah, actually, that that makes sense. They should they should just call it. Oh uh, no, that that doesn't work. BLM is taken by something else. Oh Jesus! <laughs> All right, um, let's, uh, Billi- b- let's b- billionaires laundering money. That uh, does, yeah, BLM yeah, billionaires laundering money. Yeah. Which technically, listen, we'll talk about that off air. But listen, uh, let's talk more. Uh, so, are you at all excited for? Uh, we should probably discuss this now because it's been an hour and a half, and I have know, the whole already, card in front of me. I was. Let me just fucking finish. Like, <laughs> the the pitchforks are coming out. Uh, the AEW villagers calling mm. for the heads of the basement bookers mm. for waiting an hour and 32 minutes before even mentioning the, the upcoming uh, AEW event. The revolution will be televised or something. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about the fact that Tony Khan... Announced for some reason, not making a surprise that Paige Van Zant will sign with AEW. Can't wait. That's huge, mm-hmm. and I'm really happy that our first match is going to be with Brandy. I mean, Red Velvet. Oh. I mean, <laughs> hopefully somebody really good, and not Jade Cargill. Jade is not bad. She's green. No, I'm not saying she's bad. I'm saying she'd have to lose. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want her to lose to Paige Van. True, 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 true. Very true. And because you don't want Paige Van Zant to lose her first match, that kind of sucks. Yeah, we don't we don't know how good Paige is going to be. Jade Cargill's my favorite uh, wrestler. That's a female on AEW. Mm-hmm. She's my favorite wrestler that's been wrestling for less than a year. Sure, you know I like her a lot, especially after I found out that Brian Danielson was coaching. Yeah, Daniel Bryan's and Bryan's. You know, and hopefully she's paying a lot of attention, and I think it's great. Yeah, and... I think it's great. She can only go up. Like, I don't understand. Like, people can hate all they mm-hmm. want to, but you can only get better, and her school, her classes are not taking place in a performance center. It's taking place before millions of people every fucking Exactly. Weekend. Like, we literally saw her first match because it was televised. And everything about... And she's improved. She has. since She, she absolutely has. And everything about Jade Cargo is said with an asterisk she's green but for someone that's only been doing this 11 months she is fucking amazing yeah and you know what i wish that i could take to something like as amazing as that even with what 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 um vince said that you know anyone can wrestle right. mm-hmm. you know, anyone can learn to wrestle but to be a superstar that's a totally different thing yep and she definitely has a lot of the other intangibles. She absolutely has the fucking physique for it. Like, she looks believable, 100%. It's just a matter of, you know, get it, getting the reps in, work, working on the timing a little bit, working on um, the, the footwork a little bit, the, the, the smaller nuances to put it together to make it look like, holy shit, she's fucking awesome and she's only been doing this X amount of time. Yeah. Like, she, 
she could be, because keep in mind, Thunder Rosa is only doing this a few years herself. She could be the next Thunder Rosa in in that you know having such a short uh, career, but being so good already at such a high level. Yeah. Do you think Thunder Rosa is going to beat Brick Paper? Let's let's go through the uh, the show. First, All right, and then we'll go. Through. So we got we got. There's going to be a pre-show, and there's three matches on the pre-show. I think the the way that Wikipedia has it, this is going to be the actual order of it, which uh, looks good. Uh, there's 12 total matches, including the pre-show. Number one, we got Hook versus QT Marshall. Hook's going over. That's easy. Yeah, he's definitely going yeah. over, and I'm calling it now. I need to see Keith Lee versus Hook. Yo. That's hmm. that's that's the dream match that I booked because I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this Taz team Taz stuff. All notice who's conspicuously absent from these things. So I think it might lead to an eventual match between the two. Hmm. Well, Hook and I would go as far to say that Keith Lee should give Hook his first L. I'm okay with this certainly. Mm-hmm. Hook is actually kind of booked as a face. Because QT is definitely a heel. Yeah, he might be a heel, but I wouldn't say that Hook is necessarily a face. I would say that he's indifferent. Mm-hmm. Like, the reaction to him is positive, but he hasn't really shown any kind of where he lies to the people. Right. To, he's just doing his thing. How they react to him is up It's not. It's not his. It's not up right. to him. Right, but, to, but to, your, to your earlier point, since Hook made his in-ring debut... He has not been seen with Team Taz. Period. That is true. They're trying to make it make him stand on his mm-hmm. own. But I think there's a reason for that. I think for after he's done with Starks and Hobbs, mm-hmm. I think that's the next step. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe like Ho- maybe I... Hook takes the uh, FTW title by force. Maybe. Which, you know, obviously... Matches by force, but you know what I'm saying. Or Taz could be like, "Yeah, you failed. You're not the champion anymore." Mm-hmm. Like he had. If you think about the FTW Championship, it's not a. Please, Taz, don't find me. Mm-hmm. What I'm about to say might offend you, and I know you're gonna say you don't give a shit <clears throat> as you're strangling me. <laughs> as I apologize, well, nice. I won't be able to get the words out because I've been asleep already. But the FTW championship is not a real championship. So if he wanted to, he could give it to whoever the fuck he wants. That's true. So it could be that. It could be, listen, you, you've you done nothing but bring shame to this championship. And I'm going to put it on someone whose birthright it is. That's be like, I defended this championship at least once a month. All, all, all over freaking the Northeast. When was the last time you defended it? One time at Rikers. Yeah. But that was after they gave it back to me with my possessions. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. And then and then have Hook defend it like every week. Have it all be like different, but like the TNT title. Yes. Whatever they want to do with mm-hmm. it, but just get me Keith Lee versus Hook, mm-hmm. and have Keith Lee humble Hook. Like I'm not saying destroy him. I'm saying like. You know, when you get your first loss, you know, you start to reevaluate things. Yep. So, there you go. I like it. Thanks. Match two, Layla Hirsch versus uh, the thickest alien, Chris Statlander. 
Uh, unfortunately for Layla Hirsch, it's going to be Statlander in that one. Um, the, the promo that they did where it's like, there, it looks like they were like, it was like a back and forth. But She's not like, really. why am I still talking about this? And then she continues talking. Yeah, that, I think, I think that would have been brilliant if that was positioned at the mm-hmm. end. Where it's like, I'm done here. We'll, we'll find out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, it's going to be me. And then just leave it like that. Um, so... That's cool, and but if I would love legit Layla Hirsch to win, she cheats, mm-hmm. so that's a possibility. So either way, um, I don't know how much they're really investing into this storyline anyway, but they should be investing a lot in it. Uh, I half agree. I like the reason why I don't fully agree is simply because of the acting work of actually both of them, but more so Statlander. Like the those those one sided interviews were just not good, you know. Yeah. It it, it you think some people get exposed by that kind exactly. of exactly, and you know what? But like that that's important for, like in a way, as a promoter, you kind of have to have sort of like a scorecard of how you rate your talent, so you know as your roster grows where to position them on the roster. Yeah, it makes sense. And the roster continues to grow. Where is Ruby Soho? Dark. Dark Elevation. Yes. Like, all I know is that she has a new shirt on AEW show. Maybe she ran away again. I mean, that's what she does. It's apparently. It could be that she's living the gift. It's like, it's like she, she she ran away, not not willingly, but... Sure. Sure. It's like they fired and she <laughs> ran away and cried and hugged Bryce Remsburg. I guess he's huggable. I don't know. Guess so. <laughs> uh, that is a good point, though. It's uh, it's like every debut. It's like here's my new toy. See you later. Thanks. See you later on Dark Elevation. Right, thanks for coming. Where is Jay Lethal? Yeah. Where is Jay Lethal? <laughs> Where I know Jay White's doing a thing in Impact. Basement Jair presents. Where's Jay? Lethal? <laughs> I love it. Match three, probably the main event of the pre-show. That the, what, I think they're calling it the buy-in still, probably. House of Black versus Death Triangle and Eric Redbeard, who debuted. Big signing physically only. I don't love the name. Eric Redbeard? Yeah, why not just Eric the Red and move on? Like we don't we know what the red means. It's the fucking beard. Can we just make it silent? Just <laughs> Have a silent red. beard. Like, no, it's just like <laughs> we know what you mean. Mm-hmm. It's not it that doesn't like the that the reason that it's not Terry Bolea mm-hmm. is for marquee value. Mm-hmm. It's like so now you know just by his name. That there's no plan for this guy to be a star. Mm-hmm. Because that's not going on the big thing. Well, we also don't know who's... Oh, I- please welcome to uh, the Tonight Show with me, uh, Eric Redbeard. He's the champion. What? I do hate shooting you down, but we don't know whose idea the name was. That's what he was going by before he got there. All right, so then... Like, they kept calling him that. Excalibur kept calling him that, like, when, um... 
Hashtag rest in peace. When Huber's thing was happening mm-hmm. and he'd show mm-hmm. up and he's like, oh, it's, it's, oh, here we have Eric Redbeard. He's a friend and all this. And it's like, like a fart, you know, like whatever. Wasn't Eric Redbeard his name on the indies too? I wasn't like, I didn't know anything about this guy until um, the Wyatt family. Same, but like after that he left, be too smart but between me. WWE and the John Huber That's tribute what I'm saying. show. Like that was his name. Like he picked it. When you said, I don't know if it was his idea. Mm. If he's on the indies with it, how is it not? That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying I don't. I don't know if that if it was. Oh well, either way, I could probably sucks. Look, I, you know, this is this is a quick uh, control tab away here. My my opinion is like I I'm not shitting on him personally. I just think he needs a better name. Yeah, it was definitely his name because under ring names on Wikipedia here it's, it has Eric Rowan, Eric Redbeard, Rowan, Thorif, and Thorif Marius. Uh, he's obviously a fan of weird names. Right. Um, and, you know, that's fine. I just, I don't know. I, I'm just not, I don't like, I don't like the name. And I think a better name would be in order. Just Eric the Red sounds better. It's close to like a Viking name, which is go- what he's going for anyway. Seems it. That's, that seems to be his theme. So just do it right. If he starts chanting Raid... Yeah, and, and that's a and yeah. When they introduced him, mm-hmm. and it's like we we got a monster of our own, and I'm like, it's it, as if the whole Death Triangle team isn't mismatched already. Mm-hmm. Like when it starts, you have Penta and his like basically the evil evil Penta right. gear, mm-hmm. and Oscuro. his guy, yeah, and his guy looking like a evil cardinal mm. he's even got makeup around his eyes the dark priest they called him right look at that they have like all right and look at that that's a theme whoa then you just have pack some dude in his fucking but he's tights. a bastard i don't give a shit he just, <laughs> <laughs> he just it just he's like a regular guy Not landing that for you to, he's <laughs> thank you he's just a regular guy that happens to be a bastard mm-hmm. and then here comes eric redbeard Meanwhile, at least with the House of Black, they have a theme. Mm-hmm. Like they put Eddie Eddie Murphy. Oof. They put the formerly known <laughs> as Buddy Murphy, mm-hmm. who's Buddy Matthews now. He actually looks like he fits with the group. Yep. And I gotta say, Wednesday's promo that they did was fucking weird. Like I get what they were doing, finishing each other's conversation or whatever, but like the whole backing up to <laughs> to like fade out of the shot. Like, can we just use, like, special effects to fade people out? You got to physically move back, dude? Mm. Like, I really thought for a second, like, everybody else was kind of, like, normal almost. But, like, like when um, when Malachi Black was backing up, it was always like he's trying to make sure not to bump into anybody mm-hmm. he's trying to step back. It's, like, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a little bit better on Rampage, but It's damn. like you would think... That with all this money that we know Tony Khan has, he just bought Ring of Honor, maybe they'd have a higher budget for this. <laughs> you would think, but... <laughs> I mean, but yeah. you know what? Like, a lot of this is the idea of the talents. Maybe it was kind of like a, a last-minute idea to, to do it this way, and they're like, oh, yeah, just back up. It's fine. Yeah, you know what, though? And this, this plays to... You know how we always talk about Tony Cod really needs somebody to tell him things like maybe this isn't the best idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe 
you know, I get you want to give freedom to people, but be like, after you watch the video, be like, hey, you think maybe we can do something with like, you know, software? Because I'm not a genius, mm -hmm. but I do have like software I can get from free mm -hmm. off the internet that you could do things yep. with. You know, you could do that too. Like, you got money. I, I, I you could hire somebody. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've heard rumors of a, a particular large name software uh, that is really good for like photo and video editing. That like, if you uh, download it from a place you shouldn't, and then unplug your internet connection, and then in, you know, install it and everything, you can actually run it without registering. You, wow! Yeah, you could even have like some sort of premiere, right? You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Whatever. It's just you have to like uninstall it again before you plug your internet back in because otherwise they'll be like, "Hey, where, what's your registry key?" Yeah, and then the FBI are knocking on your door, beating the hell out of you, and dragging you away in cuffs. Something like that. Don't steal. Right. All right. So, so <laughs> uh, interesting. You said that uh, Tony Khan needs someone to tell him things are bad ideas. I saw a meme recently on Facebook. I, I posted it, so you probably saw it also. But there's apparently a role in Japanese companies in general. The role is loud American, where they they'll have an American on staff whose job it is to tell corporate higher ups. When an idea is bad, because in the Japanese culture you don't, uh, you don't do that to your boss. Interesting. So, so this. Where do I apply? Right. Uh, <laughs> like, I'll move to Japan. That's like the best and easiest job ever. It's like, like, what do you mean you want to do a ten hour a ten hour workday, dude? No, no, that's crazy. <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah. yeah like, like, no, cause... they're gonna quit. Why would you do that? Yeah, like oh, it's a different ball game over there. It's like it's it's such an amazing culture. Mm -hmm. Like if I could like re-roll, if I could re-roll, mm -hmm. I would one hundred percent be Jack. I feel like it's such an it's such a much older culture than the American culture. It's like they they've kind of like tried and failed so many things that we're still like kicking around as really good ideas. It's just so different because like there. It's like it's it, it could be the seriousness, like this whole thing with the respect thing, and basically like you were saying, kind of. But the way I think of it is like the businessman. It's like the modern day samurai, mm -hmm. you know. And like they have that, but then they have this wacky stuff where like you could just buy all sorts of things out of vending machines. Yeah, it's like a very anime culture. Like even their their animations are wacky. They, it, all sorts of different types of things you can check. I out. saw some. It's I a, saw something a while back also on like the evolution of anime. How it started. Like it was looking realistic, and then all of a sudden they're like, "No, we're gonna go like extreme. Like we're gonna have like pencil thin necks and eyeballs. It's like three quarters the size of the people's heads. Giant globes. All right, moving right yes. along. Yes. Um, the main card for oh, who's who, who's gonna win that match? That's gonna be uh House of Black, I right? I think it. It has to be. Yeah, because... Uh, I, I think it needs to be. Man, you see... Honestly, I like them better. <laughs> Pack and Penta, though. I really like them. I do, too. But someone's got to take the L. Yeah, I, I think they're going to put... And this would be the first time House of Black is together. Yeah, I, I think ultimately it comes down to Buddy Matthews over um, Eric Redbeard. Because Buddy Matthews is better than Eric Redbeard. My personal yeah, opinion, because I, I don't, you know, like, it's it's a well-known fact on here that I, like, the Eric Rowan, Eric Redbeard. I, to you, he's like the worst wire. He's there. 
and that's it. Like the, his picture on Wikipedia, like it's it's him, like his his arms crossed, he's kind of just standing against a railing, maybe a little bit of, a little bit of a smile. Like he looks human. Like if he just plays that, if that were his role, I think it would land. I think it, it would connect better. This is he's like he comes out kind of snarling. Arr. Like I get it, you're like trying to be a monster, but I'm not. I'm not digging it. I'm not feeling it. That's me. Just me. It's not for everyone. Exactly. It doesn't have to be. I'm just, you know, letting my feelings be known here because I can. That's what you do. It's half my guy to podcast, right? Get damn fucking right. All right. So it looks like the opening match on the pay-per-view proper is going to be Jade Cargill defending the TBS Championship successfully, presumably, against Ty Conti. Why are we even talking about this? What about that boot to the face? What? Listen, that boot to the face is the least of her mm-hmm. worries. Okay, that's a wrap. Yeah, she she done pissed her off. She's done, man. The only thing that we need to worry about is like what Jay's gonna wear to the mm-hmm. ring. We'll see what her outfit's gonna what be. What superhero she's Whatever. gonna be? As long as she's not invisible, and how, girl. And how fast? Yeah, right. <laughs> and how fast this match is gonna be? Yeah, but yeah, I I think they'll get they'll get a little bit of time out of it because Ty has gotten much better. No, oh, I just met in the words of the travel chief. She's gonna smash that hoe. Oh, I mean, he I, didn't say. I'd, no. wa- I'd watch that too. Gates, <laughs> smash. Although, listen, can um travel travel chief, all due respect, please look up, <laughs> please look up the alternate definition of the word smash, please. please. Yeah, right. Please, please. thank you. You're making it, and how dare like you? It, like you're making it a little uncomfortable. <laughs> He's talking about how you you stacked them and smashed them like like I, I yeah you, you did like you understand the alpha of it all yeah like, like I saw it so I know you didn't in that way smash them but you know just in case I'm just saying look he's just trying to give the lady something to wish about not everything's about us I guess so you know there's speaking other of about us I would love to see Jay Cargill smash Ty Conti. One hundred percent. I think that's uh, kind of what we're gonna get this Sunday. Yeah, a fine paste. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Smash her to a fine paste. Oh man! All right. Uh, match number five. Uh, AHFO represented by Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. So this is the two heads of AHFO. It's the A and the H, and Isaiah Cassidy. Wow. Versus Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting. Those guys are going over the Sammy Guevara, the the two pillars there. Team Sammy, there. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Team pillars. Yeah. Well, he, Sammy should be defending the TNT title. Whatever. No. Yeah. No. You're right. But I think that's why they had the triple threat match on Friday. Yeah, but like you know what you know what this is. AHFO, Andrade, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's been acting erratic. This is just to get Jeff. Yeah, then his uh, his ninety days ends Wednesday, right? I'm not sure. I, I believe, I believe so. it's Wednesday. I think we reported on it last week. That's like your birthday gift or something. <laughs> Happy birthday, <laughs> right. buddy! Yeah, thanks. Happy birthday, Thank buddy! Thank you. <laughs> uh, things I don't want. Things. That, Who knows? It could be your late birthday present. Could be. Like I don't know if I. I don't know yet if I want Jeff Hardy here in AEW. That's what you say in your house. That too. You can't uninvite him. Can't. Uh, I mean, we could trade sober stories, sure. but like, I don't want Sting. We know that. I want better for Isaiah Cassidy. He's fucking talented. 
Like, I, I mean, he's part of a tag team. Why not use the tag team private party? Unless uh, Marquen's hurt, and I don't know. Is? Oh. Because, I mean, every, like anything that has been either of them, it's, it's just been Isaiah Cassidy lately. Yeah, that could be it. We don't know. So, all right. Uh, three-way tag team championship match for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. We got Jurassic Express defending against Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. Obviously, we're going to have a lot more friction between the Bucks and Red Dragon. Uh, unfortunately for Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle mm. Man, um, it's probably going to be the Bucks getting the belts back. Hmm. Like, their reign hasn't exactly been thrilling. Right. It, you know what? It's a toss-up. Either way, it's not going to be Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus walking out with it. Interesting. I think it might, I, th- it, I think it's uh, least likely to be Red Dragon. You think that? Oh. Hmm. Unless they just screw each other out of it and and, and, and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. That was man. my first thought of how this is going to go. Well, you might be right. So yeah, I mean we're not we're not really uh, there's no title on the line here, but I I'm I'd put my money on Jurassic Express here. Okay, well that's safe because that would be them, you know, retaining. Yeah, kind of, kind of just keep the status quo as far as that. We'll continue the Red Dragon versus Buck storyline, which doesn't need the tag titles. Yeah, that's probably gonna be the most likely scenario, the one that you put forward, mm-hmm. if they do that without the championship. Yeah. And then next up, we got the highly anticipated John Moxley versus Brander Dander Bryleson. <laughs> oh man, I don't. The Gee. American Dragon. I, 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 you know, regardless of the outcome, I think we win. Yes. I mean, I don't know what else to say about that. You know, it's almost disrespectful for me to pick one over the other, but for the sake of the podcast, you have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You can't be some kind of milk toast fence sitter. Right. Uh look, um I'm going to go with the red the the American Dragon himself. That's big. And it the is. only the only reason why I'm saying that is like if we just look at their AEW history. Yes, Brian Danielson I guess has a better singles record overall. Mm-hmm. But John Moxley is a former world champion. Lost the title to Kenny Omega, who eventually lost it to Hangman Page, who beat Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not sure if that's that if that could all be done in one sort of like you know uh, what's the word? What's the fucking word? City? Yeah, sure. No, I'm thinking like a a number line. You know how like you know like. Sequence? Yeah, no, a number line. Oh, I don't know what a number line is. It's literally nine, you have numbers, a line, you have numbers on it. Oh, like like nine, ten. Yeah, like zero's in the middle, and you got like negative one, negative two on the left, and then like one, two, three, four on the right. And so it's like... Look, I don't want to have this conversation, because to me it sounds all made up. So, so... You might as well be talking to me about gunpowder... And I'm just a Native American watching a book. Right. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so, so I don't know what I'm saying is I don't know if if, if um, because Mox beat uh, – Mox lost to Kenny and then Kenny lost to Hangman. And then, oh, you're doing MMA, man. Right. And Hangman <laughs> beat Brian. I don't know if that necessarily means that Brian goes over Mox. I just think it's a different match that has nothing to do with those guys, and I'm just picking who I like. I agree. That's pretty much what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think this... Sometimes you, we can overthink. I think the story here is Danielson goes over. 
Um, and they do the dojo. Yeah. They team and, up. And then, and either way, they shake hands at the end and they're like, all right, let, let, let's raise these fuckers in violence. And 100% for extra points that don't mean anything, there will be justice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he said, if he doesn't bleed with you, he ain't fucking That's with right. you. That's right. This is definitely going to be juice there. Yeah. Uh, next one might not have juice, or maybe accidental. Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Because, you know, uh, yeah, Eddie Kingston, he doesn't belong here. He doesn't put in the work, blah, blah, blah. He's, he's lazy. He, he self-sabotages. He's afraid of success, etc. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's, like, kayfabe is dead, but let's not piss on it or whatever the hell he said. Right? Yeah, it's so weird. Um, <laughs> honestly, I do appreciate the fact that Jericho decided to get himself back into shape in time for this mm-hmm. because he'd look like such a fucking hypocrite. DDP yoga, DDP yoga. Look, I, I will go far to say he's taking supplements. Yo, what? Because like weight loss big... supplements? Whatever, man. Some other supplements do help you with True, that. True, but like, like, like it, it, that quickly, unless it was water weight, I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah, he probably stopped drinking because he was probably it was probably because he was drinking. Maybe you know what? I'm talking out of school here. Jericho, don't fight me. But it could be that you know he was reaching a point, and then he saw what happened with Moxley, and he's like, maybe I should take it. Maybe I should take a step mm-hmm. back because Jericho, you know, he's known for drinking. And a little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. So it's like maybe I should take it easy. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, we don't listen to his podcast regularly, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, maybe maybe it's a story he even told already. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, was when CM Punk was in his promo at MJF, is that the next match we're going to talk about? Mm, no, because it looks like that's okay. going to be the quote-unquote co-main event. Okay. But, I mean, we can, we can talk about it if you want, since this came up. No, I just wanted to say, like, the the, the superstar... That punk was talking about that he forced a drink down their throat. Who was that? I'm trying to remember. I think that was pre-WWE. Oh, okay. Like, I think it was uh, Ring of Honor. Because I think Jericho did that to him when they were feuding, right? Because he's straight edge, and I think he tried to force a drink down his throat or something. I think someone did. The, the feud they were having, something like that. I don't know. It, these guys, with these guys, it gets confusing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because also, like, Punk had this whole huge... Did you see the thing uh, online where someone took what MJF said to Punk? Like, uh, you know, the whole I'm a snake, the great, greatest thing devil ever pulled was uh, convince the world he never existed? Yes. Punk, in Ring of Honor, gave that exact same promo. Oh, Even yeah, starting yeah, with yeah. the words old man or whatever like mjf did so it's so it's so that also is so a we're rehash. definitely right about what's gonna happen mm-hmm. <laughs> look just watch the piper dog collar match mm-hmm. and you're gonna get the same match. yeah probably probably you won't be disappointed either way it, it, this is such good content mjf is so damn so damn good i showed my wife the mjf promo she was like holy shit like she was like getting emotional watching mjf and I, and then i showed her like up the 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 follow up the following week or on dynamite whatever i mean rampage mm-hmm. from um with with the mjf's low blow yeah i think white wearing white was a nice touch it's and that's such a subtle thing too 
Yeah, because if you take it back to the old school westerns, white hat, black yep. hat, you know. And it, like it, it's the it's the subtle subliminal storytelling like that. Like I I didn't really think of that. I said great shoes because the shoes looked fucking awesome. Look, they look like snakeskin or something. They were yeah, really. I wasn't even looking at it. I know. I only noticed them the second. I'm not into drip. I know. I hear you. <laughs> Seth Rollins. Anyway, uh, I only noticed them the second time that I watched it when I showed the wife. And I, I said to her, "I'm like, that's goddamn good acting, huh?" Yeah. Speaking of good acting, I, I just wanted to bring up um, mm-hmm. the fact that uh, Becky was showing off her stomach after getting Sasha. Uh, I mean, Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. And like how they whipped from what I read. Yeah, from what I read, B whipped is very good. From mm-hmm. what I read Oh, and I had a thing for for Charlotte Flair. What happened to her on Friday? I tweeted out she flared around and found out. <laughs> um but that Bianca was like no, what they were saying was that there was no gimmicking. There was they didn't mic it mm-hmm. up. Like that was legit. Like that, that first shot, I feel like there was like a second sound effect behind the shot, unless what we heard was a damn echo. Well, yeah. We also have to remember that you have like you're really good with audio, mm. so you could be right. But from what I heard, that they didn't do anything to it because it it would be so because it's live. Like yeah, seven second delay, but you gotta. I don't even know if anyone could live uh, be able to put that sound effect in. Yeah, you'd have to be very skilled. You'd have to be super Kevin Dunn. Yeah. It's like, like, especially at the end, you're like almost mashing the button. And the worst thing you could do is to hit the button if on a miss. Yeah. So you can't anticipate. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Oh man, so I like I don't know, man. Um, someone was saying online that like that's from like she had beads in her hair or something. Maybe that Maybe. helped the sound effect. Honestly, to me, it changes nothing. I think it was a fantastic spot, and I really think this is heading into a stipulation where if Bianca Belair uses her hair like a weapon like that, she will be disqualified. Mm-hmm. One thing though, the f- the first picture of Becky backstage looking at her abs like not on the stage but backstage that she posts on Instagram where where it looks like oh shit that one's like bleeding it's like they put they put a red filter on that one that I know there's there's one I don't know if it's her Instagram or what where she's at home or wherever with Seth and like she's in the mirror and she took a picture of Mm -hmm. it after. Like I'm not saying that shit didn't hurt. I'm just saying they're they're there, embellishing a little. There are things you can do to um, what's the word? Jazz it up, as they yeah. say. You know that's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- there, there was a little bit of a red filter on that backstage. It'd be pick. ignorant to deny that that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. It was so funny because like there's the, there was the X on her belly, and so like there were people superimposing like the DX logo. Ha <laughs> ha. That's mm-hmm. good shit. I, uh, Becky's great, and we know we know I'm I'm a big fan of Bianca Belair. She has the fucking bright ass future ahead of her. Yeah, she's she better grab some sun sunglasses or whatever. Like as long as long as she stays healthy, knock on wood. You know, mm-hmm. I just knocked on my head in yeah. case you heard that. 
I mean, it is made out of it wood. It is. We've, we've discovered we this. Have. That's another story, though. Anyway, um, so we're going with Kingston over Jericho now, right? Because... Oh, 100%. Because, you know, who hasn't beaten Chris Jericho? But also, who hasn't beaten Eddie Kingston? Exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, when it's all said and done, who needs the help? Exactly. It's, it's, it's not going to hurt Jericho in the least. Which really pisses me off because it's like if everybody's beating you, like I said, after he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have went over on um, uh, MJF. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. The next match is the face of the Revolution ladder match for a future TNT Championship match: Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Wardlow. And Christian Cage. Have there been like surprise entrants in this match in the past? Uh, or is that I, like the um I know they do that for the the Casino Royale Battle Royal thing. Well you would know more than me. I don't know. It doesn't it do, it doesn't say versus TBA. And for whatever reason they had Christian Cage go over Ethan Page this week, which first of all, taking my hatred of Christian Cage <laughs> out of it. What an interesting practice. Why would you put someone in their 40s in there over someone in their 20s? Period. I gotta say, I can't disagree with you. How, how, how old is... Uh... Oh, he's not even on the card. I can't even fucking easily look up. E- Ethan Page age. Let me see. This Ethan Page age. Alright, 32. Alright? Sure. Christian started in WWE in 98, which is 24 years ago. So he's, he's absolutely in his freaking 40s. Let me see. Open a new tab. Just do that. It's easier. 48! Why? Fuck. Why not? Why? I mean, speaking of olds, you know, you got the fallen angel there wrestling on freaking, you know, dynamite against... Daniel Bryan, Bryan Daniels. Christopher Daniels hasn't lost a goddamn step. Oh, by the way, when I messaged you, if you had seen... Yeah, what were you on about? Because all I noticed that was really creeping me out was his fucking superhero eye. I thought he was going to shoot lasers out of Daniel Bryan. That, you know, that eye looked fucked up. But I was, I was saying, because yeah. like... God bless him for, you know... Between Christopher Daniels and Bryan Danielson and the occasional Daniel Bryan, which I think they someone even called him during the match because... Even still, right? I was just getting confused with them talking about who's who, because and and they were mixing mixing it up too. One of them called one of them the other one. I don't remember which one. I was just I was confused. Like you, can't, it's not something you could just listen to, because you're not gonna know what the fuck's going on. Daniels and Daniels. Oh no, Daniel Bryanson. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Hold on, I don't, remind me of this. I still have the Christian Cage page open here. Ring name. Christian Cage page. That yeah. Rhymes. Ring names. Canadian Rage. I don't ever remember hearing that, but okay. And, Canadian Cage. Uh, Captain Charisma. Yeah, that fucking was we also false. One. Christian, Christian Cage, Conquistador Dos. Male Nurse. Ah, uh, it's new to me. Let me see. There's a, a thing here. Christian profile from cagematch.net. Looking at it, uh, born in Kirchner, Ontario, male nurse. I don't remember. Listen, listen, yo. I had nothing. Oh, I, oh, that's uh, <laughs> on the indies. IWA, the male nurse ah. defeats Lance Storm. 
July 6, 1996. Kudos to Lance Storm for putting over someone called the male nurse. Uh, Earl... What a real pro. Earl the Orderly and the male nurse defeat Adam Impact and Chi-Chi Cruz and Jerry Morrow and Johnny Smith for the IWA Tag Team Championships. July 6, 96. Oh, same day. Cool. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that education out All there. All right. The male nurse. Christian Cage. Back. He could come back as the male nurse. You know nurse. what? 96. That was, that was a little before it became really okay to be a male nurse. So it was like right around the time when it was still on the cusp. But then again, it was Canada. Maybe they were a little ahead of us there. <laughs> Who knows? Blame Canada. Either way, Christian Cage doesn't belong in this goddamn match. Nah, he sucks. He does. Yeah. Well, hopefully he loses. Yeah, Wardlow. I think Wardlow's probably the favorite here. I'm going to get a look in. Wardlow's 34. I remember looking him up. I think Wardlow should win. The uh, face of the revolution. Because do you remember the conversation backstage? Yeah, if he if he wins the match, which according to Max, he won't. Uh, and then wins the TNT title, which even if he wins that match, he won't. Uh, he'll get to keep the belt. Do you think Wardlow plays into the finish of MJF Punk? Mm. T- it's technically no DQ. Exactly, which means he could be not help him. Mm-hmm. Or he could powerbomb Symphony his ass. Because it, it, you know what, though? And it, it, it would be interesting because, number one, Wardlow's a face. Mm-hmm. Because... Heels don't play to the crowd like he right. does. Because that's what he's mm-hmm. doing. And MJF made a mistake. He insulted and humiliated him again on TV, mm-hmm. knowing full well that on Sunday, even though he's got the hubris to believe that he Wardlow is not a wrestler, that he's a bodyguard, because he's employed, at least, you know, storyline-wise, by MJF. Mm-hmm. Now, what... How hilarious would it be if, you know, after winning the match and Tony Khan's like, not even to make him a character, just like, well, you know, it's interesting that you're no longer employed, that you're the face of the revolution, you're the face of the revolution, you have a, a match against TNT Championship, I'd like to sign you. And you could do a whole thing where Wardlow is all elite. That's that's <laughs> great. Not- <laughs> that, that makes a, it's clever as fuck. It's fun. Yep. I think the whole thing works. That'd be awesome, man. I'd love to see that shit. So, and that's without that's not making Tony a character because he's too awkward. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mind him being that heel that he was doing on Impact because it's Impact. Mm-hmm. But you know, either way, you don't want to make it be about him. It was like it was. It's almost as if, like, if this if the, if the regular Tony Khan were that Impact heel. Like, if the Impact Heel act, acted the way the regular Tony Khan is, it's like he's leaning into it. But right. the Impact Heel was Tony Khan being Tony Khan and leaning into the fact that he's, a like, his normal persona is, like, overacting and leaning into that. Yeah. It's wacky. It is, dude. It's a wacky business. Mm-hmm. What a fun thing. Yep. Uh... I mean, it, it's really tough to predict, but if like that's a really good storyline, and I find I find it, I don't see any better storyline to come out of this than Wardlow winning and winning the TNT title. 
it, it's time to pull the trigger on them, mm-hmm. man. And this is a that, this is what know, a two three year story. Yeah, it's very long, and it, it's all it, it's almost in in uh, the same league as the Hangman Omega story. Yep. If you think about mm-hmm. it, um, which was great, and I feel like it would have been even even better if only Kenny wasn't injured. Yeah, it was still great. Though. Yeah, it was. Uh, next for the Women's World Championship, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defending against Thunder Rosa. Unfortunately, look, I would love Thunder Rosa to win this match, but it hasn't been built to me as a legitimate threat. Right. She did have a pinfall. She did pin the champion. Mm-hmm. She pinned the champion in a tag team match. Mm-hmm. You know, so... But, but that was the go possible. Home, so. that Yeah, so maybe... Uh, I it could be to throw us off, but I just don't. I don't know. Unfortunately, it's Britt Baker's probably going to pick up the W. Yeah, there. I feel like the the story here isn't so much Britt and Thunder Rosa. Unfortunately, it's all the extracurriculars. How Mercedes was brought in by Britt to take care of Thunder Rosa, but then Thunder. Uh, but then um, Mercedes uh wasn't gonna ready to pull the trigger, and she didn't get the job right. done. And you know her new sensei. Uh, you know, she says, she, look, look, she's dead weight. Show no mercy. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah, the Cobra Kai guy. Yeah. Um, look, I, you know, one thing I will mention, though, is it was on commentary. And they were talking about how, uh, what you mentioned, Mercedes Martinez, when she was sent out to put the hit on, um, you know, Thunder Rosa in a TBS uh, tournament mm-hmm. because she was afraid of... Uh, Thunder Rosa eclipsing her as a champion. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, so you're saying Jade Cargill can't do that? Like, what are you talking about? Mm. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah, that's kind of just the the heel face line, though. Yeah, it's kind of stupid, though, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, she's she's a heel, so I, I don't hate her. Yeah, I don't hate yeah. her, but she could still be better than me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. How, what was um, she, 29 and 0 or something? Yeah, I, I just think the numbers are against her. Yeah. Because even if she does have Mercedes Martinez, she's got Jamie Hayter. And Rebel. Uh, Yep, and that's it. And maybe even another person just comes out of the woodwork after those two are thrown to the mm-hmm. back. What about the return of uh, Hikaru Shida? Yeah, what does that mean, though? I don't know. You know, it's it depends on her. I mean, right? why why would Hikaru Shida help someone else win the women's world title when presumably she wants it back? Exactly. Or maybe she thinks that other person's easier to beat. Mm. There's also heel that. Shida, huh? Maybe it's it'll be interesting to see if she has that kind of range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even. I don't know. It's also well documented that. Yeah, we know how you yeah, feel. Yeah, it doesn't connect with me. Uh, then we got the dog collar match. CM Punk versus MJF. I think it's... Uh, uh, yeah, I said what yeah, I said. I, I think MJF goes over. Yeah. Um. Somehow. I'm not... I wouldn't be surprised if he did, and I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. I know. It, it's, it's a little... It's tough to call. Thing is, Punk... I don't see... Uh, I don't see it negative effect, effect, negatively affecting Punk to lose at all. CM Punk will always be CM. Exactly. Punk. So, like the the worst loss Punk has ever had wasn't even in a wrestling ring. 
Yeah, uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna. It has to be MJF for the sake of the future in storytelling. Mm -hmm. How they get there, that's gonna be the interesting part. Maybe Wardlow will help him, but almost accidentally cost him the match. Maybe. Or he just doesn't. We'll see. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's that's what'll prompt some more uh, MJF down talking. And then, of course, the main event, which should be the main event because it's the world title match. The world title match for the AEW world title. How many times can I say world title in one sentence? As much as you want. I guess so. Really? Hangman Adam Page versus arguably the other Adam. Adam Cole. Bebe. This is difficult. This is very difficult. Uh, I look. I AEW Adam Cole. I have. I don't believe mm -hmm. him. I'm sorry, and maybe that'll change. I think it's later. pronounced Dad Bod Cole. Dad Bod Cole. Uh, I can't. It just doesn't. And I'm not saying that won't change in the future because that happens. Just look at me and Sami Zayn. We get along just mm -hmm. fine. Like I haven't completely written him off. I just think. I'm sorry, but the whole lights out match Orange Cassidy thing really like it dropped him in points for mm -hmm. me. I'm just not impressed, and I think this should definitely stay with Hangman Adam Page. My problem is I don't know what happens after. Do we get another rematch? You know, but why? I th like you can't have Adam Page win, and then it's like I want a rematch, and it's like you know what I mean. I think it'll stay on Hangman until. Kenny comes back. Um, if Cole is going to win it, it'll be closer when Kenny's ready. Because Kenny and Cole is the story. So, it, who's the leader now? Right. That's a good My answer is That's there is no answer. That's a good answer that to have. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like... You changed the questions. There's no answer. That's right. <laughs> Change as much as you I want. Rip up that Scantron. Um, no number two pencil was yeah, used. It's invalid. That's right. Ken, the machine won't read Ken, it. Kenny was definitively the leader of whatever we're going to call the, what, the click, right? The elite and the whole nine, whatever. Um, Adam Cole came in and uh, didn't challenge for leadership, but came in acting like he was... A leader, King shit. a co-leader. Now Kenny's gone. It looks like he's sort of assumed. Actually, he hasn't really changed. He's still co-leader, but without a co-leader. He hasn't fully accepted the role of leader. But then again, there's still the line. Now he's got his buddies, Red Dragon, or uh, what, what was what were they were called? The Undisputed Originals or something? Something like that. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's that line between Red Dragon and uh, the Bucks, the not so young Bucks, the middle middling Bucks, the approaching middle age Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't talk. Let's uh, let's not. Right. Let's not worry about that right now. It's just a number. We're all just people. Yeah. So, so right now, the ongoing story within the elite, the super elite, the super click elite, whatever the hell they want to call themselves, is. 
Red Dragon versus Bucks. Is it's the friction there. It's like they each think they're the number one tag team in the division. And at some point they gotta prove who the big dogs are. Regarding Page versus Cole, uh for the battle of the name Adam, Page wins. Yeah. They should definitely do, you know, birth certificate on a pole match. Yeah. You know, just climb mm-hmm. up, you know, whoever gets it there, they're the Adam. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Britt Baker. You just have to call him something else. You know... Oscar Cole, baby! <laughs> that doesn't really work. You know, if if Hangman ever turned heel, I don't see it happening. But if he ever turned heel, I, I, like something you said stuck with me. He could call himself the Adam of AEW, being like one, you know, one of the first hires. His name is Adam. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. First man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be, dude. I like that. That's cool. That's a sort of a joint idea. It's like you said it, and I'm like, I just elaborated on it. Well, that's the best shit, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes two. Build off each other. All right. So that's yep. our Sunday pay per view revolution. Looking at, um. The hashtag WWE MSG. Not seeing anything newsworthy. Yeah, it's nothing there. I'm, I've been looking at it too. <laughs> but uh, RK Bro wrestled, so Whoa. Randy's okay. Wait. Be careful. There's a lot of fake stuff. There's a lot of fake stuff, dude. Trust that, me. Yeah, this one could I be fake. I saw something Let that me looked see. like it was WWE, but it wasn't. It was like a fake WWE thing. And was, are you looking at the one where he's on the Tron? No. At the Garden? No. Um, well, this is a fake WWE account. It's WWE. It has a WWE logo, but it's at... Yeah, the door is open. Y- yeah. It's not real. Yeah, I, I looked at that, and look, I didn't say shit. I didn't do anything because I knew it was bullshit. Good news. Plus, this is an audio medium. Right. Good news, though, is that... Um, a cor- Randy's okay. Yes, Randy Orton is not injured. We're, we're obviously looking at the same timeline here. That's great. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Sarah Schreiber rocking the pan- the white pantsuit. I like it. Listen, this podcast is rated off. That is right. Um, As if you gotta say say that after we were talking about smashing earlier. <laughs> what well, you <laughs> you were talking. You went to the different kind. You, I was you mentioned it first, peace. and since you mentioned it, I then decided to maybe offer yeah, a little bit of friendly I, advice <laughs> to our tribal chief to maybe change the wording a little bit. It's not I his know fault. Better to, I know better than to presume that I have the right to give any advice to my tribal chief, for I am not his legal counsel. The head of the table, in his Isle of Relevancy, doesn't have the time to follow the current trends of online jargon like smashing i i guess i guess I, I guess at least for me i just figured that our tribal chief was omniscient uh the sin is mine and i will admonish myself after this podcast while facing the west and hitting myself in the back with a belt giving myself one hail the tribal chief etc yo taker was there uh posing with fans that's cool yeah, man, just wheel him out there. He's you know, on his wheels fall feet. Off. He's literally on his no, feet. No, I hear you. No. I mean, look, if I was him, <laughs> I would have, like, I would hire an almost size. You don't character. want his dong to come for you. 
No, I don't. I would hire an Omos type <laughs> character to just have like a hand truck. And like, you know, it'll be tall enough with a taker. It'll have like a nice little like, like, a, like almost like a cushion. Mm-hmm. It's almost kind of like a coffin, but you don't have to waste time with him getting out mm-hmm. of it. Just wheel him around. It's like, fuck this shit. Oh, I see the one I'm you were talking about. That is so obviously fake. Yeah. It's like that. Um, like the picture of Cody that they put on the the Tron there, it's not even the same. First of all, it's not the same resolution as the rest of the image. It's a higher resolution. Okay. So while you're dicking around, while we're trying to do an audio medium, why don't you retweet it? And like, as discussed on the podcast, this way people know what we're talking about. Retweet. Um, But yeah. That was just a retweet. Undo retweet. What do I have to do? Quote tweet? It's a quote retweet? Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that? Up. <laughs> Boomer Rick. Yeah, uh, there he is. There he goes. <laughs> is this what they call a deep fake? <laughs> it's like a dumb like. <laughs> oh god! Doesn't seem legit. All right. As... <laughs> it, it like it was like a split second, but I no sold it. Because I'm like, this is all, like, we're so desensitized by, like, the internet, mm-hmm. what goes on and stuff like that. It's like, that doesn't matter. This isn't real. I don't, I'm, a, I'm convinced most things aren't mm-hmm. real. People are messing with reality and stuff. So, uh, basic book of verse, I pose a question. If you're excited, let us know what matches you're excited about. Um, who do you have? Uh, in, uh, for example, the MJF, uh, versus Punk Dog Collar match, or would you think about what I said, what they could do at Wardlow, uh, it's good to have input, whatever, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. uh, anything, you know, anything you want, just, let's get it out there, um, let's spread good, let's spread the Basement Bookers podcast, let's go. Get us out let's there. Let's infect, let's infect the universe with this branding mm-hmm. that we have here, um, and Vince already said he doesn't give a shit. He's not listening. He's just gonna do his own thing. He listens to the people, not the not not the trolls, but like the fans. Except when he steals our ideas. There. Except when he maybe steals our ideas. Definitely, I can't prove it, but he has. Mm-hmm. Um, but look. Well, if you look at the date of when we released the podcast versus the date which certain things happen. Look honestly, much like Pat, um, I owe Vince. So let's just leave it true, at that. True, true. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Vince. I can't really say anything about him stealing from me. There you go. So. <laughs> Thank you, Vince. Thanks again to the Tribal Chief. And speaking of spreading the podcast, I feel like it's probably time to promote the socials you and such. You didn't have to say that part. You could have just done yeah. it. Well, it's, uh, that's, my, that's my segue. So, I mean, obviously yours was a segue, but I could segue off the segue through the Segway, with the Segway. Hey, as long as you don't Segway off a cliff like the inventor of the Segway. Listen, irony, right? Right, yeah. Or evolution or something. Anyway. Uh, it is a mystery. It's a mystery. Uh, we would like to hear your thoughts. If you want us to talk about anything in particular, give us some feedback, anything, you can email us, basebookers at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, basebookers, basemajer, rich the riz. There's an ad in front of all those, obviously, because that's how the Twitter works, I'm told. Because I am a boomer. Uh, Facebook, Basin Bookers. It's a page. You put it in search, you'll find it. And as far as where to find this... Oh, uh, Basin Bookers Pod on Instagram. I almost forgot that one. And as far as where to find this podcast, it's right to Spotify, Facebook, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And Jared's got a party message. 
the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count now more than ever. And do what the man says and happy early birthday, bro. Follow the bookers. Happy earlier than that birthday. Thank y'all.